Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps at D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps at D here to talk craps. Hola. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Hey, my co-host. I we 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 popped in in the studio this morning. I had this look on my face. I saw my I saw my co-host. He had a look on his face. You know, sometimes, you know, man, I wish we could come on here and talk really candidly to you guys. But if we came and talked like we talked before the show started, this show wouldn't exist anymore. They would have <laughs> got us out of here a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes I'd be thinking like, man, sometimes I wish I could really give it up like I want to. But that's okay. <laughs> but you know what it is, man. You are now rocking with the best. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay, and I'm not alone. My co-host is here, Righteous Reg. What's going on, bro? It's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Righteous Reg. Saturday morning. Very excited to be here. A lot of crazy stuff has been going on all the time. Every day there's some wild going on. Very excited to talk about all of it. Uh, it's a big night tonight in the wrestling world phil Lindsay, all the things we're gonna get into uh, yeah, i'm very excited about it yeah i mean look don't let don't let uh don't let word on the street fool you we're we're fans of gresham around here <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're fans of ring of honor around here 
Don't let people fool you, man. Here we go. Out the gate. Don't let people fool you, man. We're fa- we're fans of uh of 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 Ring of Honor over here, man. Big fans, huge fans, giant fans. I can't wait to watch some Ring of Honor wrestling very soon. But no, Impact, we're gonna talk about uh soon here. All right, we got a bunch of homies on that show, man. There's so many places to support all of our dogs. So uh yeah. Yeah, man. Speaking of uh Friend of the show, man. Congratulations to Alex Kane, your new MLW champion. Yes. Shout out to Alex Kane, man. MLW champion defeated Alex Hammerstone at the last uh, MLW show, which you can now get on Fight Plus, which is a really dope deal. So if you want to see that win, Alex Kane has been doing a lot of really dope stuff in MLW. Ever since he got there, they kind of put an emphasis on him, which I think is dope. He started doing a lot of shit for the culture, bringing in people from uh, the indies, a lot of dope black talent kind of surrounding him. And for him to get that big win and for all of us to celebrate it on social media on Saturday was super dope, man. So shout out to Alex K, man. He did that. Yeah. Big uh, big shout outs to him. Also, shout outs to Michael Oku who is, I believe, the first black British heavyweight champion? I think so. I think he's the first. I think he's the first. Yeah, man. Big shout out to him. Was really excited to see that uh, Michael Oku has been bubbling up. Uh, showed up at PWG earlier this year. He's good. He's great. Got, got the uh, shout out from Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho said that he's going to try and get him on that all-in card. So hopefully we're going to see him in Wembley defending that belt, or at least on that card in some way. Um Really excited for that. Having that belt is going to help a lot. I mean, if you're looking at talent across the uh, UK and the people that are out there, there's a lot of really dope talent. But, I mean, if you're the Brit- British heavyweight champion, put at the top. And Michael Oku just really deserves it. He deserves a yeah. shot. The stuff that he's been cooking up for the last year and a half, maybe, the way that he's kind of transformed his whole career, and now the way that he's doing it is like, yo, and for him to get this big win, man... Yeah, I, I believe I believe he's a Grand Slam champion over there, Rev Pro, because he was a tag mm-hmm. champion, and I, he was the longest reigning cruiserweight champion, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, should have these facts together before I walk in, but yeah. you know semantics. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> nevertheless, you know. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to Michael Oku, man. Yeah. Happy to see that man. I was really excited for him, man. When he uh when he put up that clip, and uh, <laughs> he had a clip from of uh. A man from Tiger Driver, and he was like, "Yeah, nah, wrestling is for us." Mm-hmm. Shout, big shout out to Michael Oku, man. We out here. Maybe one day the rest of the people will catch up. We'll have some more black world champions around here. Because where's Darius Carter at? Why isn't he the NWA champion right now? Why is Tyrus and EC3 about to have a match? Should be Tyrus or EC3 and Darius Carter in the match? I don't know. Yeah, give him a shout over there, NWA man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he uh, he fits over there more than most wrestlers. Uh, it, it, I, that uh, quote was going around. People can wrestle the NWA style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's a guy that fits that style over there. One of the best heels in this industry right now, in my opinion. Yes, get him over there, man. Like, give him a shot at least. Like, let him go over there. Just one opportunity, hand him the mic, let him cook, let him go in the ring, 
you're going to want to keep him. And just like Phil is saying, he has that NWA style. They put out that tweet. Hello, people were like, oh, Darius Carter, he's right here. He got all of it. Doesn't need no preparation. He don't need no help. He don't need to go to no classes. Send him in there, and he's going to cook. Could be your world champion tomorrow. So think about it, pumpkin man. A lot of uh, pumpkins going on, man. I heard that you were not a fan of uh, Pumpkin Spice's uh, rap on AEW. Another night, man. <laughs> Hell of a transition there, my I brother. That, I, I heard that you weren't a fan of it, man. So, you know, <laughs> I just thought I would ask. Uh, um, I, I, I had to... I had the honor of seeing her rap the first time and get booed out of the building in Chicago. And I was like, I think we're done with this, right? Uh, lo and behold, we're not done with this. And so we got more of this rapping this week on Dynamite. And I was just like, okay, why are we doing this again? What? There comes a time in, uh, in my wrestling fandom and my hip-hop fandom. I love when the things combine. We talked about it. Many times on this show, I think West Side Gun accompanying Daniel Garcia's The Ring might be like my favorite Fire. moment, like wrestling and hip hop moment ever. Like I watch that shit. I'm like, this shit ugh, just gets inside my bones. Then there's times when something like this happens and then I just separate all that and it's just hip hop. And I'm like, <laughs> you are destroying it. August 11th of this year. Hip-hop is going to be 50 years old. Yeah. Tupac, dead. Biggie, dead. Eazy-E, dead. Harley Quinn, or whatever the fuck her name is, is rapping on my TV. All these people died for 50 years of this. 50 Harley. years. Uh, Harley Cameron. I was wondering where you were going when you said all these people are dead, and I was like, uh. They all on. died for this. And she's over here killing it on TV for QT fucking Marshall. Listen, give I, uh, me a break. I, I like a joke as much as the next guy. Yeah, me too. I enjoy laughing, man. Uh, when she pulled up on our screens and she had the she had the Tims on, I was like, oh no, where are we going with this? And then we got into her singing and rapping. I was like. <laughs> We don't need to do this again. We, we've done it twice. We, we got don't need it. to do this again. We, I we see got... what you guys are going for. Yeah, we don't need to do this again. Um, <laughs> and there are bits of this that I thought were very funny. Uh, but, you know, no, we don't, we don't need to do this again. Uh, Arlie's very talented, you know, as she has pointed out on Instagram and Twitter. She has done music for every major wrestling company in this country. Honest people don't know that because she did do the the inspiration theme song. She has done music over there at WWE, and now she's done music here at AEW. That's dope. We don't need you to be rapping though. That's good. No, that's, cool. that's it. Like I'm excited for you. That's that's a great accomplishment, and a lot of those songs are pretty cool. I'm excited for you. I don't need to see you rapping on Dynamite. That's it. That's it. Nothing no, no. against you. Nothing against no, you. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't need pumpkin spice. We already got ice spice. No. We'll need no more lattes, man. It's not, it's not October yet. <laughs> you know, on, on this show, I've seen Rick Ross before. I've seen Kevin Gates. I've seen Uzi. I've seen all these great rappers. I don't need to see you alongside of them. 
And just let Max rap. We like when Max raps. It's cool. Caster, yeah. not Jacob Friedman. Um, yeah, so um, the, the, the Max Caster... a long Caster, week. The Max Caster response to this will be very interesting, but um, yeah, I find, found myself looking at my TV this week wondering why we were doing this, and it, I, don't, I got nothing. I still, have, I still don't have an answer for you. Um, yeah, no. It's a lot going on. That's it. You didn't you didn't get up this morning and uh, and roll over in your bed and say, "Now let me put on my glasses." <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> oh man, we're, we're for real. Shout out to Harley, man. This is yeah, no, for real. Shout out to Harley. To Harley, man. Harley yeah. is very talented. She, is. she does have a great personality. Um, she's one of the better members of the QT Marshall joint. Um, I like what she's doing. I just don't want to hear a rap. I, I, I'm good on the rap. It up. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Speaking of rap, did you see that uh, that Hove uh, Library Museum slash whatever dope ass shit that they have <laughs> going on out there in uh, New York? You saw that? Listen, man. Hove, the patron saint of, of, of Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Um deserves his flowers, man. It's to see him getting that is dope. Um I hope it's still going in September because I kinda want to go to Grand Slam and I'm like, man, oh, if it's still right. going, that would be kind of dope to go to Grand Slam and get a chance to go see it if I yeah. go to New York. So Yeah. Wow, man. yeah, you're right. Damn. Shout out to Hove, man. I, I think uh I think it's dope everything I've seen of it. Like the little cube they had in front playing the videos. They had like his uh lyrics on front. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really cool, man. Uh, and they have like a bunch of they had like Just Blaze recreate the studio that they made all the dope records in yeah. and all this dope Jay Z memorabilia. It's like, yo, I just talked about it. Hip hop is fifty, and if we're gonna get more things like this, kind of commemorating all the great things that we've had over this time, I'm all for it. I want. I hope Oakland gets in on some kind of. Uh, I mean, there's been a, a number of things here throughout the years, but you know, something to commemorate the birthday that's about to happen here in august yeah yeah it'd be cool to see them do something for uh 40 ward out there at oakland um yeah i this is really dope and i mean at least for me getting older and just seeing him get to share that with his family uh it's crazy getting to see his daughter walk around his daughter's getting so tall it's crazy man every time i see her dancing on stage with her mom i'm like <laughs> you were just a baby. He used to talk about you being a baby. Now you're on stage with your mom in front of thousands and thousands of people. Time is just time. Don't care about nobody. Yeah, time is just flying by. Uh, which people were very nasty about that, making fun of this girl. Um, she's an 11 year old girl. Like you expect her to just get on stage and be just this amazing dancer. Um, I don't know. But they, like expect her to be like her mom, who has been doing this for more years than i can even count yeah over two decades like let this let the girl live um i think it's dope i think it's dope that they're sharing all these things with blue Um, it's amazing um getting getting to see a kid grow up in generational wealth and getting to see them grow up in like among two of the biggest stars of you know our time is really cool so your dad is who many consider to be the greatest rapper of all time, and your mom is just Beyonce. You don't even have to – there isn't yeah. even anything else attached to it. You just say her one name. 
what a crazy life to live. And for her to come up and be able to, you know, take in, maybe even appreciate it. I'm sure she didn't, couldn't appreciate it as much when she was younger. But being 11, you can recognize now that your dad's Jay-Z and recognize now that your mom's Beyonce and be able to be like, wow, this is kind of kind of nuts, kind of dope. Yeah, crazy. She has like her own like fan base now, which I think is odd for a kid. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel like feel about that as a parent, but um, I mean, we you know Bow Wow and Romeo were like eleven years old and yeah, being but, exploited. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at least you could be like they were fans because you were making music. You're yeah. fans of Blue Ivy because she's Beyonce's daughter. Like you're right. not really fans of her because anything she does as an artist, she hasn't made yeah. any kind of music or anything yet. It's it's weird, but it is kind of weird. Yeah, those celebrity child things, like how they would get with Kanye and Kim's kids, and it's just like they got like weird Instagram pages on them and stuff. It's like I don't know. Like there's too many weirdos out here to have my 11 year old uh, being in the in the light. But you know, we're not celebrities. Uh, according to Irene, there the exhibit will be up throughout fall. So. Hopefully it'll still be up in September. I don't know if I'm gonna make the trek for uh, Grand Slam, but if I do, would be cool to try to go to Brooklyn to see it. And she said, "Exhibit, shout out to Exhibit too." You know, we're talking the 50 years of hip hop. <laughs> Pimp my ride. That was the time. Remember, Pimp my ride was the whole culture. They're trying of to. Everything. They're trying to reboot it. They're get trying to bring it back. I, get all the hell the yeah. way out of here, Phil. Why? You didn't hear that? Yeah, they're trying. To bring I did it back. not. Nope. I don't know why, but I think they're gonna have a new host. It's not gonna be exhibit, but yeah. I just been seeing like all the like TikTok rewinds, and the people are like, "My car ran for three days, and then that shit exploded on the highway." I'm like, "Why are we doing this again? All of that shit was fake." <laughs> and imagine the ridiculous things they're gonna do now. Hey, hey, you like you like chandeliers? I'm gonna put a <laughs> chandelier in your car. Straight. Up. Like what? <laughs> Actually, the whole outside of your car chandelier. Now it's like, wait, that's not even. I just want to think you I, can drive just, that on the road. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to to look presentable, and I wanted it to run. Now, you know, I didn't really need the rest of that, but cool. <laughs> Honestly, you could have just gave me a new transmission, and I would have been out of here. <laughs> yeah, nah. You like uh, chandeliers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think we needed all that, but. Yeah, and they're trying to bring it back. They're trying to reboot it. That's crazy. But yeah, shout out to Exhibit. He deserves some residuals if that's what we're doing. Yep. Um, yeah, and the Hot Wheels show. I don't know what the Hot Wheels oh, show is. Yeah. But I know AQA is on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the show is actually about, though. I've never watched it. I think it's just like the somebody designs like they design a car to look like a Hot Wheel and then it's judged or some shit like that. Okay. You know, they're giving up TV shows for anything at this point. Yeah. Or not at this point with all the writer strikes and going on. Writers and uh, they might uh, they might fast track that uh, Pip My Ride reboot because, you know, no, for real. (laughs) 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 That might be on tomorrow at this point. (laughs) We need something. We need something. (laughs) MTV is going to be good, though, because they got 90 years worth of ridiculousness. They're like, we ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, we don't man. care we, nothing about we this. About to, we about to play these Robin Big uh, reruns, and y'all about to see this ridiculous. We about to play some episodes of Martin. We good, man. Yeah, man. for reals. For for years and years and years. I saw somebody that made a pretty interesting point. I saw a tweet that was like, oh, the writers are on strike. Now Cena and The Rock could come 
back to, to wrestling. And I was like, I mean, don't you believe it? Uh, don't you believe it? Grayson Waller thought he got he got his shit off last night. He mm -hmm. he, he 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 held his own on on online with the the back and forth with the Rock. He thought he was gonna mention his name on TV. Like ah, that'll kill him. No, it won't. Nah, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Nice try. <laughs> they probably even encouraged it too. They're like, hey, why don't you say something about Dwayne? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mitchell, you can say Dwayne. all that. <laughs> Say his name. Maybe, maybe about to be bro's about to be at home with his kids. He don't care nothing about this. Leave me alone. Everybody's gonna be trying to take a break for finally for the first time in 30 years. Super interesting though to think about uh how that is kind of a possibility because they're not like I, I was reading about the rules and regulation. I'm honestly maybe I don't even know if they can at this point, the rules and regulations of uh this strike going on and like how they can't promote their movies they can't uh do appearances they can't like uh the stars of Oppenheimer or whatever had to leave the movie premiere when the strike went down so it's like yo I'm like can they even appear on TV like I mean I guess if you say this is The Rock and John Cena and not Dwayne I don't know I don't know how the rules work yeah I don't know um uh, yeah you know of course support to the writers and actors uh yeah getting what they feel they're owed um i've kind of figured the actor side of the strike was coming after the writers uh strike right. was continuing to go and we got that uh that memo from whatever sag and i was like yeah seems like that's where we're going so and then the disney ceo or whatever he was talking nasty as hell yeah nah bob Iger gotta chill out mm. <laughs> he gotta chill out Cause it's like, we don't even have to see the numbers to know you guys, like somebody who has looked at uh, music numbers and know how like terrible they are. And when they talk about Spotify and Apple music and YouTube payouts and how ridiculous it is, I'm just, I could just imagine how awful it is on the TV and movie side of streaming. Yeah. And uh, Bob Iger went out there talking crazy and uh people were like now nah, we got receipts bro people people were showing their residual numbers <laughs> they have they were, legit receipts <laughs> like no 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 the one homie that posted his 86 cents it's like bro how do you like defend that you can't, you can't how do you come back it. from that you can't defend it man that's that's a crazy residual number uh, but you know as always if you want to support this show you can send a super chat and you can send us your Humper Chats, and that's via humperchats.com slash Fightful. Mm -hmm. um, I think I logged in, trying to make sure it's, well, it's refreshing on me. Yeah, well, we can get into a couple of Super Chats so we can get some residuals ourselves, huh? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> first is going to be our homie Jake Salazar saying, uh, they say Jamie Foxx cloned. Ooh. No, Jamie was funny this week because he's promoting that show for Net Netflix. Uh, mm -hmm. They they cloned uh, Tyrone or something like that. And he yep. put that tweet out. He was like, they didn't clone me, but they did clone Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to Jamie, man. I'm glad he's uh, I'm glad he's back out being himself. Um, that, that clip was going around of him um, waving at people on that boat. Yeah. So good. He's, glad he's back in good health, man. Bro, that is a funny-ass tweet, though. They didn't clone me, but they did clone Tyrone. It's so funny. <laughs> And that movie looks really dope. I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. The homie, uh, what's his name? John Boyega. Yep. That looks dope. Uh, Van Twinblade says, uh, what is up, you marks? I climbed Altoon High. 
a Mayan ruin in Belize on Wednesday, and my legs still hurt. Something, something, watch Glory Pro. Shout out to Van Twinblade being out in Belize, uh, climbing mountains and uh, being crazy backpacking or something wild. That sounds pretty wild. You ever did anything like that, Phil? You ever been somewhere uh, out on some mountain you ain't supposed to be on? No, sir. <laughs> I have not been climbing ruins or climbing mountains. No, sir. No, sir. Your vacations don't be like that? Like, you're like, not nah, like, and then on day three, we're going to hike up this 500-mile mountain. Nah, man. I, I see I seen it. I seen it again, and I I keep telling y'all leave nature alone. I Bro. seen that clip of uh of the Undertaker out there staring at that <laughs> shark like he was scared the shark away. And people were like, man, you see that? Taker just scared, stared at him, and he swam away. Nah, man, the shark was out there minding his own business, and y'all were out there in his house. Y'all walking around in his business. And he was like, man, let me go over here, so maybe they'll go away. Like, yo. Leave these animals alone, man. <laughs> I saw the, under, the Undertaker on the shade room, and I was like, all right, bro, I got to go. Why are y'all talking about the Undertaker on the shade room? Leave these he animals alone. Sh- Undertaker fought a shark. What? Leave these animals alone, bro. The shark was just minding his own business, man. And y'all y'all want to take take videos of him, and you want to stand out there and try and intimidate my man. He just swimming around. Leave, leave the shark alone, man. <laughs> Why is Undertaker fighting the shark, bro? Like, stay out of there. Why are you in the swamp? He has he's had a crazy ass rebrand, am I right? I mean, in in two thousand, two thousand one, I was like, this is the Undertaker. He's crazy. What a wild guy. And then now he's just like, I'm seeing his face on the shade room, and he has his own podcast and shit. It's things have changed. Do you see his idea for uh, bringing your guy back? Yeah. Uh... I don't, I think, see, the issue is, is, like, they shouldn't, like, if we're going to bring them back, you can't do something over. Like, rehashing is not the way to do it, I think. I mean, I um, think that you, that that was a great time for Bray, but I don't know if, like, that's the thing to save them is getting them back to fucking Cape Fear <laughs> Bray or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for context, um, Undertaker did an interview. I think it was with um, Alistair from Metro over in the Metro Boomin wants some more, nigga. He did an interview with, uh, I think it was Alistair over there at Metro. And um, that he, he was saying the way to bring Bray back is to bring it back is Bray Wyatt Bray. And... I kind of, I kind of think that's a, a smart idea because I think the people that were happy when Bray first came back were happy that he was like doing the grounded character. He wasn't doing as much supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. and so I would be kind of in them, into them doing the Bray Wyatt stuff because at least you know that would give him like a defined character. He have defined motives again. Uh, maybe he could like start a new iteration of, of the Wyatt family. I'd be into it. Wasn't a part of his his last thing was like he killed all those characters off though. Didn't he like burn them in a a big barrel or something to say that they're done here? We're moving on. We're moving forward. Nothing's ever dead in wrestling. We'll You're talk right. about that later. <laughs> that is a great point. Like just forget about it. Nobody remembers that. Oh. <laughs> we burned that all. Don't worry about it. Get, get it out of the garbage. Shit. Put some water on it. <laughs> Putting some water on your gimmick is crazy. <laughs> yeah, put, put it put it in rice. <laughs> Putting the Wyatt family on rice is wild. <laughs> 
Well, homie Deontay says, uh, all love, y'all. Watched the G1 and went straight to work at 6. Abushi is here, and I was happy crying. And while I still think MJF is a walking hemorrhoid with Cole, it's been fun. I enjoy Harley's rap. Don't hurt me, please. Shout out to Deontay. Shout out to Deontay, man. Um, G1 was a blast this morning. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, listen, if you enjoyed Harley's raps, that's cool. I, I, I didn't really, but, you know. I hope people did. When people are, like, responding to be like, oh, no, I liked it again. I didn't say if you liked it, you're the worst. I just don't want to see that shit. Uh, Dante also says, uh, on a serious note, start on five. Uh, Grand Prix starts in about a week. TJP, Princess Cup, lots of Joshi wrestling along with G1 being spoiled. Who y'all got winning the three tournaments? That's a lot of tournaments. I don't keep up with Tokyo Joshi Pro enough to uh, say who I think is going to win that one. Um, for the five-star Grand Prix, I've said who I want to see win, and that's, I want to see Hazuki win. I don't, I'm not sure if she will, but that's who I want to win because I'm a big Hazuki fan. Mm-hmm. Um, for the G1, um, I kind of think it's Naito, but I, I do like what they're doing with the new generation guys. I, do, I like mm-hmm. that they're breed, breed, building up young guys. I wouldn't be mad at somebody like Suji winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some kind of surprise like that would be dope. I think we're all kind of uh, – most people are saying that Naito is probably going to be the one, which would, you know, going to tell a great story and all. But kind of having a surprise the way that they're building up all the young Lions to kind of be serious contenders moving forward so it's not just the same old guard that we've been seeing for the last couple of years. I think it's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, Jake Salazar says – Somebody will pay for these crimes. I can't. Um, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. You listen, man. A lot of, I don't know lot, lot of these, lot of these guys get away with things, man. Mm-hmm. Keep getting away with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what crimes he's committed, but you know, <laughs> he hasn't committed any crimes. Just being a great guy. Uh, Roddy Piper says, "In your professional opinion, me." Reg, who has a better you guys uh, who has better <laughs> bars Harley Cameron or Nikita Lyons that's, that's all you Reg in my professional opinion that Harley rap was way better than that Nikita shit if I'm keeping it 1000 like if I had to like, if, like they're like alright you gotta bump one of these I'm bumping the Harley shit. That Nikita shit was on some. It was like love and hip hop background music. And I'm not trying to listen to that shit. Like, at least Harley was coming with like some something. But yeah, definitely Harley over Nikita. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> who, who you got, Phil? No, I, I wasn't asked for my expert opinion. <laughs> I, I'm not a rapper. I don't have an expert opinion. <laughs> We just didn't we just talk about Lupe and Gambino last week? You had a lot to say about that. Yeah, but that's as a fan. And he asked for your expert opinion. He didn't ask for my expert opinion. <laughs> it's dodgeball today, too, I guess. Man Twin Blade also says uh, I was on a cruise. One of the stops was in Belize City. Altoon Ha, you had it right. Was one of the places you could go. I'll send you a pic, Reg. Yeah, I want to check that out. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, it sounds dope. Uh, that's all of the super chats for now. Did you, you get into the uh, the humpy space? Pump, 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 pump. 
Y'all are wild with these questions. And Roddy Piper, it's a crazy name. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all have been uh y'all have been being real extra on on Twitter. Spent some uh spent some nasty activities going on. Y'all are, y'all are letting Adam Twenty Two have it, man. Oh y'all, my god, y'all. <laughs> the Adam Twenty Two stuff has been wild. It's been, crazy, man. it's been a crazy week, man. Y'all wild. letting Adam Twenty Two have it. Y'all are uh. Y'all are out here uh, resharing that daily loud clip over and over again. Oh Shame my on you guys. God, dude. <laughs> Shame on you guys. It's been crazy. What's up with these hip hop accounts like crossing over into? I know exactly why they're doing it. Nasty, but... nasty activities. Uh, let's get into the Humper Chats uh, for Black yes. Friend. <laughs> um, uh, happy Grab Today, fellas. Just wanted to say there's zero chance of Jay beating uh, Roman at SummerSlam. I always agreed. That the story seemed like he should beat Roman, and technically he did. That being said, he handled those what chance like a pro last night. He did. I thought he did a really good job last night. Yeah, I mean, somebody that's been around for so long, I would never, I wouldn't expect Jay not to know how to handle what chance. It's usually the people that aren't used to talking that get destroyed by him. Jay is a pro at this. Yeah. Uh, from from Jennifer, Dora, you gents keep uplifting each other. Love to the Grabs community. Sorry for being so absent. Life is insane. Appreciate you, Jen. No, Jen, life is insane. Life is crazy. Stuff's going on all the time. We appreciate you. Anytime you could show up, anytime you could do anything. Uh, for the homie Tony P, this week was a mix of good and weird. The Tommy has been killing it in, in GCW. Nick and Ibushi have arrived, and G1 has started. On top of that, we are all blessed tonight with a lot of good wrestling shows. Can't wait for Ricky and Ruby to win. Sorry, Willow. Um, yeah, man. Having Tommy over here is really crazy. I did not think that uh, the places that she would uh, end up going right away was GCW. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to show up some other places, but um, now it sounds like she's smashing it over at GCW. Happy to see her over at the States and see more fans um, get introduced to her. Hopefully she shows up more places. Yeah, no, GCW don't mess around. Anytime they even have an inkling that a Japanese wrestler is going to show up in America, they're first every time. It feels like they get, like, the first email to be like, nah, they're coming over here, send them this way. And then last night, there's been sharing a lot of clips of uh, this Mike Bailey and Yoshihiko uh, match. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they recreated Osprey and Omega 2, and the internet has been going crazy. I saw a clip of Mike Bailey taking legit like 10 German suplexes from uh, the doll. So, yeah, interesting uh, stuff going on out there. Very interesting stuff. Uh, entering the room of Grapsity like Eddie, Ga- Gabe Kidd, or El Desperado's G1 presser. What are some of the most underrated promo press moments? We know CM Punk and Iverson. Personally, I love EO's when she feuded with her sis and Dennis Green's. Um, underrated promos and press conferences. Mm. Um, still a big fan of Kenta last year, just getting up there and telling us what all his favorite foods were. Uh, <laughs> Kenta's a national treasure. Kenta's uh, great. Kenta this year going around to each person in his block and saying, no, no, I'm going to win this game this year because all of these guys are ugly. Look at this guy. This guy's ugly. He's ugly. All yeah. these guys are ugly. I'm going to win because I'm the best looking guy in my, in my block. Kenta's, Kenta's amazing. I love Kenta. Now, this just reminds me of that one commercial where they had uh, all the best press conference moments with, like, playoffs. You talking about playoffs? Like, 
there's just a compilation of the greatest moments. The Iverson one, of course. Uh, there's a there's a bunch. There's been some throughout the years, and in wrestling, yeah, of course, we got the one that led to one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Um, other than that, though, I can't even remember too many press conference moments. Maybe like uh, Ho- uh, Austin and Shawn Michaels and Mike Tyson. Maybe I don't know. Um, it's not a press conference moment. Um, it is a it's a sideline interview, but. Richard Sherman is always going to be forever a classic mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> classic, classic, classic moment. Um, we did get into some of these G1 press conferences, so might as well get into the G1 Climax. Um, yep. G1 Climax started today. Um, if you did not catch it, of course, it is free. I don't know if you knew that. But it's free on New Japan World. Night one and night two are free. You got to pay after that. But getting to see both both uh, first nights for free can't beat that. Uh, and man, nine ninety nine is cheap for what you get in, in New Japan World. Great deal for not just that library, but getting to see um, the shows live when they air. Can't beat that deal. And like I said, two nights free. Uh, but we did get into a little bit of press conference. Um, I thought the press conference was great. I think that's one of the best things about the G1 every year is getting mm-hmm. everybody up there in their Sunday best and getting to see people cut up and cut their um, their promos. Um, one of the all-time great moments, uh, of course, uh, Naito in the background or, or all of the stuff we've seen in the G1 over the years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that format of them all sitting in the almost like it looks like they're sitting in a classroom because it has all it those, those you know, <laughs> it has all those single desks and and then you get one person coming to the front of the classroom to give like their give like their speech. It's it's funny every year, man. Like I said, last year Kenta was great. Kenta did not disappoint again this year, but mm-hmm. um a lot of people talked about how great Gabe Kidd this was this year. Gabe Kidd went crazy. I thought Gabe Kidd smoked this uh no, I'm sorry. Not Gabe Kidd. Alex Coughlin. Alex Coughlin. Yeah. Kid. Both of them had uh, great promos, I thought, actually. Yeah. I I really warmed up to the War Dog guys. Um, I was not the biggest fan of Finlay taking over as leader. But I yeah. think all of the guys they've recruited have been really, really dope. Um, mm-hmm. I was already a fan of Coughlin. I was already a fan of, of Connors. And so it only made sense to bring those young guys in. And then, like I said, they... They did smoke on those promos last night. I thought they were great. Um, uh, Osprey coming in with a cocky promo again mm-hmm. after he beat Kenny. All great stuff. And them all clowning uh, Okada. Okada being like right there front and center to kind of be the last one to uh, give them shit before they get up to to the podium. It felt like the vibe of like when uh, you you're in a class and nobody respects the teacher and you start doing <laughs> you start doing the as somebody's talking up front and everybody's just giving all this shit on the side but then everybody's like trying to give up these really passionate promos and i think this really worked as a kind of like if you want to sell a show or sell a tournament i think this was the best way cuz there was a lot of people talking about this tournament coming out of that press conference that might not have been interested or know when the when the tournament was going to begin and this was like, okay, now I want to see what's going on. Eddie Kingston. I like how they, that, that thing happened of like, they said he might not show up cause he, he was having travel issues and then he shows up and he's Eddie Kingston giving that impassioned promo talking about wanting this since he was a kid and 
and uh, all the, the the things that he wants to do moving forward and wanting to defend the championship and just wanting to win this tournament, more importantly. That was great stuff. Yeah, I thought it was great that he did not show up in a suit like everybody else. He showed up <laughs> right. in a T-shirt yeah. and his uh, New York Yankees hat, and he said that he's going to win and take the trophy back to Yonkers, New York. Uh, I thought that stuff was great. Hard. Um, uh, yeah, Kevin Kelly is commentating the G1. Um, I think Ian Riccoboni is going to take his place on Collision while he's doing that. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. Great tournament so far. I thought night one was really good. Um, opened up with uh, Yoshihashi versus El Fantasmo. El mm-hmm. Fantasmo gave him the business at first. I mean, he was he was going for it. And I think that was kind of the story the entire night. Guys that came in and wanted to bring the pressure, bring the bring the energy right away, they 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 ended up losing their matches. And that's what happened with El Fantasmo. Um, Yoshihashi managed to survive him, hit him with that crucifix bomb, and won the first match of the night. I was surprised. I thought El Fantasma was going to come out and get a get a win right away. I think El Fantasma's been great ever since yeah. he switched over to the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's also been great as a babyface. I wasn't sure what they were doing when he left Bullet Club, but, man, he's so, he's so charismatic. He's so likable. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the heavyweight division moving on from J-Weights. Yeah, I think they're telling a good story with him. Um, I thought all the things that you're saying about Bullet Club, I thought the same thing at first. I was like, I don't know, but like, I really like how they got the aggressive guy gens in there, the young guys, the people that don't care. They just want to beat ass and win championships. And El Fantasma was just kind of like, he would have felt like the older brother being out there and they needed just like to kind of have brand new blood. But then him kind of turning it around and into this baby face run and going into a tournament that he's been a part of, a tournament that uh, that he's never been a part of, a tournament that uh, he can uh, really make his claim as a heavyweight against some of the best heavyweights of all time. I'm really excited to see how he does in this. Yeah. Speaking of Bullet Club, uh, everybody's favorite member, Chase Owens, uh, was in the press conference last night. And he was nice to El Fantasmo because they used to be members of Bullet Club together. And as we've seen, anybody that shows any sign of weakness like that, Finlay and his war dogs trying to snuff that out. And so Chase Owens came out and got attacked right away <laughs> during this match by Gabe Kidd. He I mean, Gabe, Gabe Kidd stopped this guy all down the, down, the, down the rap. He came out and gave him a Tope Con Hero from all the way back in the crowd somewhere. It looked almost like Perk Angle stuff. Um, it was fire, and I was like, "Oh man, we're getting to it!" And then Gabe Gabe Kid lost the match. I was very surprised he lost his match after so, the way he started. But again, that's been kind of the story of the night. Everybody that came in and kind of uh, went full throttle right away, they ended up losing. Um, and Chase Owens wins his first his first match of the tournament. Gets sick. his two points. Gross uh, way uh, to start. He looked right in the camera, said he survived three different iterations of this, chased someone for life, and I was like, whew, I guess that's where we are. I do think this is leading to <laughs> Chase Owens um, possibly getting booted out of the group by Finlay and the War Dogs. Please. Because um, they are definitely not playing with this guy. I, I, don't think, I definitely think he's going to be on Finlay's shit list after this. Um, so, interested to see where this goes. Uh, Chase Owens is getting into uh, Dolph Ziggler status with how long he's been sticking around and still being able to be a part of great tournaments and people are going to attach him to things. So shout out to him for that. Yeah, it was wild to see 
Gabe do all that to lose. But I loved how Gabe came out with the fire. He came mm. out talking that shit. Loved it. Uh, big fan of, like I said, the War Dog so far. Right. Uh, on the other side of Bullet Club iterations, we had Kenta against Tunga Lau. Of course, we know that Tunga Lau used to be a Bullet Club member. Mm-hmm. Left with his, uh, his, his brother and tag team partner. And Kenta came out right away. Again, brought the shenanigans. Brought the chair. Targeted that injured knee right away. But it wasn't enough. Took a lot. It managed to win, even even though Kenta tried to cheat throughout the match. Um, yeah, this was fun. This was a fun match. Kenta being Kenta. Uh, several parts of this, he was funny. Like, uh, the crowd started booing him. And he just he just turned around and stared. And he was like, you, you're booing me? You're booing me? <laughs> <laughs> Love Kenta, man. How do you really? feel like uh, Kenta fares in this tournament with you know? Because people love to talk about him being past his prime or his body breaking down or whatever. But how do you feel he he's gonna be in this? Uh, I think Kenta at this point as a heel is is fun because it, it's not like we're gonna still get like the work rate stuff that we got that put Kenta on the map. We're not right. getting that Kenta anymore. But mm-hmm. I think the character stuff he does is still a lot of fun. Definitely, and I think that's what makes him so enjoyable. Like, are you kidding me? I think joining Bullet Club was the best thing to happen to him in New Japan because when he first got there, I don't know if people remember, people did not like this guy. People they were booing him. Yeah. People, people were turning on it. And mm-hmm. so I think this actually worked out great for him because he's fully embraced it. He's had some great character moments. I mean, who cannot forget him being completely disrespectful of the idol after he won the titles and kneeling on this man's chest with both belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the entire feud with Yoshihashi, him stealing his 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 uh, staff. No, he's had some great moments at the Bullet Club. Yes, man. he really turned it around. Uh, I I think people because you know coming off of being in WWE and all the unfortunate things that kind of happened that throughout that people didn't really know what to expect. And then when it wasn't 2005 Kenta, they were kind of turned off. So I'm happy that he got to add this character work and got to, you know, kind of change it around so he could continue his career, not have to be the hard hitting, hard hitting young dude that he was. I I do wonder if we're ever going to get the match with Shibata because they, that was the thing that they teased for so long ago. And now Shibata's back wrestling regularly. I wonder if we ever going to get that. I mean, I would think at some point, why wouldn't they do it? They totally teased it. Uh, they've been talking about it for a long time. Shibata is really out here. I don't know where he's been the last couple of weeks, though. He hasn't been on Ring of Honor TV. But, yes, he is doing it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Shota Umino versus Ren Narita. This was really one of the matches that people wanted to keep an eye on because New Japan has stated that Ren and Shota and Suji are the new generation of uh, three musketeers put a mm. lot of pressure on those three guys coming into this tournament putting them up against each other put a lot of pressure on them to perform and i thought they delivered man they had one of the best matches of the night uh if you don't see any matches off this off this show go out of your way to see this one um i think the future of new japan is in good hands with these guys love the show to coming out and doing the mox entrance coming mm-hmm. from outside into the crowd um I just loved the pace of this match. I loved how uh, you could see the desperation when you could see time was running out of those guys really trying to be the guy to win it. And you could really tell this could end up being one of those long-term feuds that follows New Japan for a long time. Um, I thought this was really, really good. Great, great use of time limit draw as well. 
Go out of your way to watch this match. So good. That, that's really great to hear because when they uh, donned that name, the Three Musketeers on these guys, it was like, yeah, sometimes it's like you want to leave that shit in the past because that's such a big thing to put on some people, especially um, in this day and age where things move so quickly and people turn on things so fast and people hate kind of being told what they should do or who they should like people want to feel like they are the ones that made them the, into the three musketeers not being like you guys should call them the three musketeers so for them to take that and to start off the tournament like this is i think really dope yeah i thought they started out started out the tournament hot i think that uh those matchups of the three musketeers are going to be some of the highlights of this tournament mm -hmm. um, really excited for that like i said you could just see the new generation not just with these three guys like i said with the war dogs i think they've got something good with the la dojo guys right um really excited for it like i said the future of this company mm -hmm. um, fresh off of his loss to uh michael oku uh great okan faced okada in the next match um and kind of took okada to the limit i thought for a second okada might lose this match and i was like um, <laughs> seriously it, it was close it, it got close for a minute um, uh -huh. but okada pulled it out with the, with the rainmaker um mm -hmm. at the last minute shows he is still okada despite tapping out uh less than less than two weeks ago he's mad about that um, yeah, so I thought this was I thought this was a fun match. Um, I thought it was a good cool down after Shota and Ren. It sounds crazy to say Okada. I was like, cool yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, but, I don't, that's an oxymoron, I think. <laughs> but but no, seriously, like the energy for that Ren and Shota match was just it was just different, man. The crowd was into it. It was hot, and so um, I think most people thought this was gonna be like a quick quick match. Mm -hmm. Okada was just going to dispose of him right away, but it, it actually got a little bit more time. You got to showcase uh, Great Okada a little bit more. Um, uh, it was an enjoyable match. Um, not much as, much else to say about it. Um, Shout out to Great Okan. Yeah. Kaido from Noah has been getting beaten up constantly over here at New Japan. Uh, Okada has been putting hands and feet on this man um, since, <laughs> since he's gotten there and tried to challenge him. Uh, and he kind of needed a win, but I didn't know how right. this match was going to go because he's facing uh, Suji in the first round. Suji mm -hmm. is white hot right now, one of yes. the, the three musketeers coming off of a world heavyweight match with uh, Sonata. Mm -hmm. uh, fresh off excursion. People are already loving this dude, already super popular. It's, it's crazy how popular this guy is already. I mean, crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But this ended up being a really good match. I think Kaido came out and showcased like why he should be respected, why he is who he is over at Noah, and he ended up coming out and winning this match. Um, Suji came out, and brought the fight to him, but Kaido uh, survived and won this match. Um, really good match. It's a really good sign too for him to get a win like this in this tournament, uh, considering who's all in it, and considering how Suji has this momentum behind him. Yeah. Uh, in the next match, we had uh, Taiji versus Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Will Ospreay was going to come out here and do what he does, fresh off a huge win over Kenny Omega. And boy, he was in his bag, came out very cocky, uh, was beating down on Taiji for most of the match, trying to go for cocky pins, talking shit to him. Um, 
Yeah, it 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 did not go Will Ospreay's match way though. Will Ospreay ended up losing this match to Tai Chi. Wow, in, in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, big upset upset for the night. Probably the, the biggest start. upset of the night. Uh, coming straight out of the out of the gate and losing after the Omega match It's not what I expected to see for uh, Osprey, but this was great for for Tai Chi. Tai Chi got a huge reaction when he won. Mm. Wild night. Uh, <laughs> Osprey healed it up most of this match, and it worked out great for Tai Chi. Tai Chi did his uh, usual spot where he rips his pants off, and the crowd went wild for it. Um, he got a huge kick when when Osprey tried to go for the hidden blade. Looked it looked looked nuts. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning this match. Um, Osprey is already down a match in this in this tournament, man. Do I mean. Telling a story coming out of that big Kenny Omega match, you would think, like, you can't recover that quickly from such a brutal match like that. So for him to not be able to, quote-unquote, get the cobwebs off, cobwebs off so quickly and uh, to take a loss here, it's going to tell a good story for him leading into the rest of the tournament because now he got a chip on his shoulder. He can't just be so cocky about everything. He has to really think about his opponents. Yeah, uh, definitely felt like a, a little bit of comeuppance for him. After mm-hmm. he came out, wilding after his uh his Omega match, uh, definitely. But With his white hat, yeah his 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 outfit, his outfit during the press conference was crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, last match of the night, uh, Sonata faced Hikaleo in the main event. Um, I think Hikaleo is another one of those young guys that's shown a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was really good in this match. Uh, he does the the big matches really, the big moves really well. Yeah, um, like he did, he does the last ride really well. He did the choke slam really well. Um, but it's not his champion, man. He's not losing a couple. Oh man, he, this was pretty much what you'd expect. Um, Sonata picked up the win here, and you know it wasn't as hot as some of the other matches of, of the night. It was just kind of a serviceable match. Is this gonna be Sonata's thing? Because it's feel like every time there's a show, a big show, that that's what they say about the Sonata match. They're like, oh, he's the champion now and he looks good, but like the match, it was just okay. Um, I think Sonata's wrestling really well. Yeah. Um, I do think it is interesting that he left Lij, and the guy that replaced him is already white hot and popular. Right. Um. I, I don't know what to make of that. I do think he's a good champion. I do mm-hmm. think he's doing a good job of representing the company. Um, I just think he's got to get that rivalry going. And I think it's probably the Naito rivalry after this, but he's got to get some hot feuds that people are invested in. Because mm-hmm. right now it just seems like he's just having good matches. And yeah. some of the other stuff around it, uh, people are a little bit more invested in because it has like either history behind it or there's a rivalry built up to the match. And mm-hmm. I don't think we've gotten that yet in his title reign. And that's really unfortunate. I hate it. it in New Japan, I don't, I don't know if it'll always be because anytime that Okada's around, is that always going to be looming over the new champion? Because he's still in his prime. It's like not like, you know, like if he won the championship tomorrow, I'll be like, yeah, it's Okada's belt. Like, is it going to be like a Cena type thing for so long where he's just looming over every new champion and no one accepts the new champ because you're just like, well, you're just not as good as Okada, so I don't care. Uh, I don't know. I, the company is in such an interesting position because you do have Okada looming, but then again, you do have all of these new gen guys that are kind of coming up as well. True. Um, 
Like I could see Suji being champion within the next year or two. I, right. I think he's ready. Um, and I think there's, there's clearly a fan base that wants to see him win. Um, I'm not sure how long the Sonata reign is going to last. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it. But it did feel like he was owed this reign. It, it felt yeah. like he was owed a moment. And, man, he's been, he, he has been doing well. Um, I just don't know how well you could do with this kind of straight-laced Sonata thing that they're doing. Like the, the dark-haired um, Enoki slash, you know, mm-hmm. homages that they're doing with it. I don't know if it works for everybody. It's 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 hard to stretch that when you have so many other kind of compelling characters and stories going on. If you can, you know, see the high impact, high style that we saw earlier in the show and then in the show like this, it's like, well, OK, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, need the, best some more. Thing, the best thing you say about this match is it did show that the Hikaleo stuff before wasn't a fluke and Hikaleo still looks good. Right. He still looks ready. Um, I mean, he is just coming off with a title reign of his own. He was just a uh, never open weight champion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where we're going with the Sonata reign, but I'm not down on it just yet. I, I don't right. know how other people feel about it. I'm not down on it. I've always liked Sonata. And I, I like I said, I've, I, I've felt like he's been overdue a moment like this. So I'm not totally down on it. I do think people are kind of waiting in the water because now we have Forbidden Door and this and Right. It's, it's not like this match. I, I would not compare this match to the Forbidden Door match at all. No. But I do think people are going to look around like, oh, well, other guys are having a match of the night. Should this guy be champion? Mm. Give him time. Let him cook. We'll see. Yep. If, if, if coming out of this, if he has a bunch of these type of matches where it's just run of the mill, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think you got to give him some time and let him cook. Uh, but this was a very good uh First night of the tournament, um, we're going to see Eddie Kingston's debut tonight in yes. night two. Against um, Shingo. Oh, big, shit. A big, uh, yeah, against Big Shingo. Mm-hmm. Really excited for that. A lot of good wrestling tonight. Um, but, yeah, if you have not seen night one, again, you can see it for free. And you can see night two for free. Um, this is one of the best tournaments in wrestling, man. I know it's hard to keep up with. It's a grueling tournament for the performers. It's a grueling tournament for American <laughs> fans to keep up with of uh, trying to watch every <laughs> every every night and keep up with it, man. But it, it it's is intense, worth it. Bill. Like it's it's like when you say every night, it sounds crazy, but no, it's like every night these guys are wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, matches, man. And then you got. The time difference, man, is, is crazy. Uh, then you got so much wrestling going on here during regular time because mm-hmm. wrestling going on almost every day now. What time uh, does New Japan start over there, Chicago? Uh, oh, tonight, d- d- today's it was at like three in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, three in the morning. <laughs> See, that's on the West Coast. It is okay because it'll start at like midnight over here. But yo, staying up to three a.m. to watch wrestling. That's some dedication. If you want to stay like invested, you got to like stay on it because you missed yeah. two days in a row. You're out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely how it is. But man, such a great tournament. Um, very excited to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I said, I said on last episode, New Japan is definitely running again. At def- definitely hitting the ground running at the beginning of this year, and mm-hmm. they haven't really let up. They haven't had a bad show this year, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's interesting how hot they are it's almost like forbidden door was like a little like speed bump for them like on on the trajectory that they're on right now like you would think 
it was an amazing show, but you would think it would have been even crazier with how they uh, they are going right now. But they kind of put an emphasis. I think the difference is is like the they're putting an emphasis on the young people and the the three musketeers and the the, the people coming up. And uh, Forbidden Door was more like the people we already know, the stalwarts, the 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 people that are kind of already established. Which is dope. I mean, putting an emphasis on the the young lions and the people moving forward is exactly what you want out of wrestling companies. Yeah. Uh, and else we want to get back into some super chats. I did see somebody say uh, some of the some of what people are not into is uh, Sonata's presentation. Mm. I do think it is. I don't want to say it's a detriment, but I do think it is a little bit disappointing that he went from this guy. Yeah with lij that people were into and people wanted to see him win then and then when he finally won it he's not doing any of the things that we were into right and so it it's it like when like, everybody got jericho syndrome in wwe when jericho won the belt and started doing the suit gimmick and then everybody would win yeah. the belt and start doing the scoot thing and it's like well what got you here is the cool thing why are you in the suit now yeah i mean and like i said i don't mind it i i think it's a nice uh change of pace for him I do think that he needed something new because, I mean, he was starting to become the least interesting guy in LIJ. Um, so, I mean, again, I'm giving it time. But, I mean, you know, telling the story of kind of how Sonata came up, his mentors and the people that, that built him up would want him to be like he is now. So, it yeah. makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, we only got a couple uh, super chats before we move forward. Jake Salazar said, "Y'all seen Michael Cole Gok Gok three thousand the Bloodline saying they should win an Emmy?" I did. You, what'd you think about that? Should they? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. But cause there's there's such a big difference in the quality of television that wins Emmys and what wrestling is. They're just not the same, man. That's I know. A, it, I know why people are doing it, but it's not the same. Right. Because, like, there's people that act hard, you know what I mean? Like, and that, you know, really deserve these. I'm not saying that the the, the acting and the things happening over there isn't great, but it's different. Again, it's just different. Uh, Shacktown Spurs says, Suji is the future of and the present. Shout out to all my fellow Gene Blasters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really impressed with Suji so far. And then Jake says, uh, so who does QT have tape on? I don't know, man. No. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it is funny because uh, we were just joking. I'm like, man, QT's been back on TV a lot more. He's got the big match happening at Triple, Triple Mania this weekend. That's tonight, too. Yeah, man. It's a lot of a lot of wrestling going on. Man. Shit. Yeah, I forgot Kenny and Vikingo is tonight. Yeah, I was like, damn, there's another big show. That's the one. Yep. Uh, I don't think we have any Humphrey chats. Let me just check to be sure. Busy night, man. Busy night. What you watching? Uh, I am going to, of course, watch Collision. Collision. And I'm probably going to watch Slammiversary as well. Mm. Um, Slammiversary card is pretty good. Yeah. We do have one more for uh, from Coffee Black. Shout out to the fellas. How was y'all, uh, how was y'all feeling about Hobbs joining up with uh, Don Callis? Also, super excited to be heading to my first San Diego con Comic Con this weekend. Um, Hobbs joining up with Don Callis. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Um, I mm. think there are a few guys that they could 
put with Don. When somebody was uh, saying that she had made a lot of sense with Don, I was like, huh, it does make sense because <sighs> she she does have the tie to Kenny. Um, that is a way to get back at Kenny is to recruit somebody that you know he's wow. And I was like, that does make sense. And, that um, does make sense. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. She also wears a suit. She would fit right. She would fit well standing next to him. I wouldn't be mad at it. Hill Sheeta next to Don Callis talking for her, and he talk, he and then he has Takeshi to two. He just has this badass stable of Japanese wrestlers. Yo, I wouldn't Yo. be mad at it, man. I Yo. wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, wow. Um, but yeah, I've never been to. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. I've never been to the big ones like New York and uh, San Diego, but I've been to a bunch of them. Um, uh, I do want to go to New York or San Diego one year. It that crowd looks crazy though. It's so many people. Yeah, there. it's insane. I wonder how it's going to work this year with the strikes and everything. Because don't people like go and see yeah. celebrities and actors and shit? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I. I don't know how that's gonna work because you can't have people go and promote things. Um, like, like they're not supposed know. to do signings or anything. Like it's supposed to be yeah. all off limits. So maybe they'll just have to really put an emphasis on the things, the the shows, the everything else that kind of goes along with it. It'll work. I mean, uh, all those people just kind of getting together, having a good time, talking about their favorite shows and movies and games and stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have any more Humper Chats. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into some Dynamite. Dynamite was pretty good this week. Yeah. Uh, I think the big capper of Dynamite this week was, of course, uh, debut of uh, wrestling prodigy Nick Wayne. Young uh, Wayne. This was, uh, this was dope. This was definitely something they've been building up to for a while um, since uh, Darby offered him the, the contract almost two years ago now it's been a while, yeah it's been crazy he, he was 16 at the time right just turned 18 so yeah about mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. um and so this has been in the making for two years i think the way that they handled it was really well uh the video packages they ran were really good great um i think the way that they've uh they've added darby in and and now they've managed to pull uh swerve in and mm-hmm. include all of the stuff from defy i think it's really good yeah, it the uh, the match gave me uh Razor Ramon and one two three kid vibes. Soon as like Nick Wayne starts walking down after the video package, he's kind of taking it all in. It felt like that. It felt like, okay, this is a big deal. And then Swerve is just the 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 villain that's coming to stop all this hype train. I love how they are telling the story with Defy. They've already had two matches, they're up one one on each other, and um to it just be able to continue a story that's been told on the independence on the national brand. Uh, they they told a couple of stories. They continued the stories that they were telling in those matches in this match too. Just having this great match and uh, Nick Wayne. Essentially, it wasn't the final segment, but it was the last match of Dynamite having the main event. And, and just kind of executing in such a big moment. I knew it was going to happen. I've been watching Nick Wayne and West Coast Pro and GCW and all these other great promotions uh, prepare for this moment. And it he's looked as normal and as, as, as healthy and humble and ready for this moment as, as he could be. And I, I just love that he got to have that. And with, for it to be with Swerve and Darby's out there and they're going to continue to kind of tell these stories that they started is super dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. When uh, 
last time I was on the West Coast, we saw Nick Wayne together at West we did. Coast Pro. Yeah. Um, I think he was in the main event. Was he in the main event? Yeah, he was in the main event. Yeah, uh, him and he Titus. Was, yeah, he was challenging Titus. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that is one of the best things about wrestling. I think that's the thing that makes AEW special in some ways. That's one of those things that for the first year of, of AEW, just following guys from all these indie promotions and, and right. seeing them come to national television and get that get that attention from more fans and be able to bring storylines to TV. I mean, we're getting that with the Kota Ibushi stuff right now. I think that yeah. is part of what makes AEW so different from other major companies. Um, so how do you feel about he lost? That was a lot of people were like that. That was a turn off. Like a big a big topic of conversation coming out of it was that people felt like them kind of having the video packages and Darby and setting him up for this that him losing in his first match was a detriment to him, even though he's only 18 years old. Like there's so much time to tell this story. <laughs> I I didn't really get why people were upset that he lost. I, mm-hmm. I, I think people were being a little bit disingenuous when they were saying, Oh, if he's a big debut, why is he losing? I don't think the point of showing the video package was worth to put over that he's a big, big debut. I, I think Nick, I think Nick is going to turn into one of those guys that has a bright future. But I thought the point of the video packages was to build the story between Swerve and Darby. And right. I thought that was that was apparent from from day one. Even if you go all the way back to, like I said, when Darby offered him the the contract, who did he wrestle that night? Swerve. Swerve. Mm-hmm. And Swerve beat him. He had mm-hmm. to, he, he cut the promo on him, which was one of my favorite promos Swerve has ever cut, where mm-hmm. he's like, man, look, you're going to get better and better. You're going to go to all of these indie promotions. They're going to fly you around the world. You're going to keep getting better. You're going to come back here, and I'm going to beat you. Loved it. Uh, he's like, man, listen, you're going to show up in AEW when you turn 18, and I'll be waiting for you. What did Swerve do? He waited for him. He cut the promo <laughs> this week where he was like, look, man, now you're around grown men. He was like, there's no more of these kid games. I'm going to break you. I'm going to win this match. What did he do? He came out and did exactly what he said he was going to do. <laughs> so I didn't, underst- I didn't understand what people didn't get about this. The story was right there. I thought right. I, I thought Swerve coming out during the blind tag match and getting that great, mm-hmm. great kick off camera, the way that was shot was really great. It looked like he came out of nowhere. I thought that was a great way to, to remind people that Nah, Swerve has been had problems with Darby. This yeah. has been going on for more than a month now. This has yeah. been going. This is not just from Defy, but this has been going on for the better part of this year. Um, he just beat him and Keith in a tur- tournament. He didn't mm-hmm. get over that. Came out this week, interfered in that match. And then, of course, the guy that Darby has been grooming to bring in the AEW, like, look, look, this guy has a bright future. Swerve comes in right away, like, nah, I'm gonna beat this kid, and I'm gonna beat you too. Um, I thought this was great. I thought this was some of the best heel stuff the Swerve has done. I've been saying since he cut that promo on Nick Wayne, get to the shits, man. Yeah. Get to the get to the heel yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where he's gonna thrive. And I'm really excited to see him do something else other than the key stuff and some of the other stuff and really get it get more of an idea of who he is as a character. Let this man cook, man. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. this man cook. I think them telling the story, that's probably my favorite sp- part of the story of Swerve saying, when you turn 18, like, I'm going to be right there. When you turn 18 and you go into AEW, I'm going to be right there. And this dude legit had his birthday on Monday. And then on Wednesday, Swerve is right there to beat his ass. Like, what a great story to tell. And I think that's what got people is they don't know this backstory. They don't know that they've been 
they planted seeds for this almost two years ago, like we said, for this moment to happen here. And so it just looks like he lost, but there's so much backstory and so many reasons why he lost. It wasn't just he came on and swerved ruin this because of this reasons it's like no they're telling the story this is supposed to be the rubber match if in story mode uh swerve is a, a tactical smart uh maniacal type wrestler that's gonna think of every angle if he lost the last match he's probably been analyzing that match since it happened and definitely figured out how to beat him and of course he's gonna beat him on the third match that's what happened here wasn't really a surprise to me at all i don't even know why people got hung yeah. up on that I- I didn't understand. I, I think people people fell for the red herring of this building Nick Wayne up to have like this great homecoming. But I mm-hmm. felt like this was always going to be how it ended when they announced that Swerve was going to be his opponent. I always right. felt like Swerve was going to beat him. Um, it, it didn't matter that he had just beat him for the Defy Championship. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this is the rubber match. I felt like Swerve was going to come in after he lost that match with something more to prove. Right. And again, if, if, if we're looking at where Nick Wayne was two years ago, and we're looking at where Swerve just came from. He had just became a free agent again. Mm-hmm. He had just got back out to doing indie stuff. He just signed with AEW. And uh, he was kind of refining the character then. Not just that, he was a lot smaller then. You look at him now, he's 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 building up some muscle. He's trying to let right you know, gym. I want to be heavyweight champion. And like this guy. Posting, just- posting up his weight on Twitter, just the number. Come on, man. Like, yo. <laughs> This kid's just getting started. He's looking like, no, I'm no, 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 no. This is yeah. this is this is just a small obstacle for me. I'm ready mm-hmm. to move forward. Like this, the five stuff is cool, but look, I seen what Darby has managed to do here. He's homegrown here. He's considered a pillar here. But I beat this guy before. Why else right. are you talking about him? I'm gonna mm-hmm. show you guys that I'm better than him. And that's like mm-hmm. I said. I think the whole point of this is to bring the defy stuff over and add more elements to not just Nick Wayne's character, but Darby's and the Swerve. And yep. I, like, so I think that that was the best thing about this week's episode is how they had the overarching stuff all episode with Darby, with Nick, and with Swerve. Yeah, that's what people are getting hung up on. They're telling three stories. They think that we're going in just telling Nick Wayne's stories, but no, we're telling everyone's stories, which is going to lead to everyone having more things. You don't think uh, Nick Wayne's going to get a rematch at some point? You yeah. don't think that Darby's going to get involved? Like, There's all, all these different elements that are going to come out of this. This was just a really great uh, main event match. Great way to debut Nick Wayne. He didn't do too much to... to to really blow it over. There's going to be moments moving forward where he busts out the crazy shit we've been seeing on the indies that are just going to drive everybody nuts. And he didn't, it it doesn't have to be out the gate. We start giving them wins and we start going in wins and losses. Just still every week. That is my biggest pet peeve in wrestling. There's a lot. I know people think I hate cinema. They think I hate to say, honestly, mine is people getting hung up on wins and losses. Like, you have to lose at some points. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I hate. I don't know how we got here. I don't know. The Roman stuff plays a big part of it. Uh, Cena before, like, there's a lot of reasons why we're here. But I just hate that we're. It's so like the wrestlers. Wrestlers that are like, I can't for this reason. Fans put uh, stipulations on. Oh, they just came back, or they can't lose for this reason. Or they. It's like, bro, come on, man. It's not going to be the end of the world if somebody gets pinned. Yeah, I kind of wonder if some of that is uh, PTSD from the way um, certain companies have have treated losses. Um, and I and I do get yeah. that 
AEW came in right away and we got the Cody quote of, you know, wins and losses are going to matter here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think wins and losses still matter, but they do. I, I, I do think if you're telling a story, there's nothing wrong with Nick Wayne coming in right away and losing. It's not like he came in and swear squashed them. I thought that this exactly. was a very, this was a very productive match for Nick. I thought he looked really good. He mm-hmm. had some great spots in this match. Yeah. Um, that power bomb off the oh his, my god was crazy. <laughs> that but, was nuts. Yeah, no man. He 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 had a he had a great showing. He looked really good. Uh, like I said, you still see the future is bright. Look at the way that that Swerve beat him. Swerve, <laughs> Swerve had him. Swerve thought he had him beat with the house call. Uh, kicked out of the house call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that in that moment, he was like, Nah, 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 nah. Let me let me go and we take planned. this a little. Take yeah. this a little step farther. <laughs> Broke this kid's arm. <laughs> Broke this kid's arm. While he was trying to get it together, Aubrey's trying to see if he's okay. Immediately hit him with the JML driver mm-hmm. and put him away. Um, I, I thought that was the point. I thought the point was that it wasn't just that he beat him. He took advantage of the fact that he was like, nah, man, you think this is going to be like this clean, straightforward match here? No, no, no. Again, you're in here with grown men now. And I'm how crazy with would <laughs> how how crazy would that kind of look? Let's let's uh, think about that story. Swerve is on on this trajectory. He just had a, a title match against Orange Cassidy very recently. He's uh, the leader of this group. He's trying to tell this story, and then this 18 year old kid just comes out of nowhere and beats him. I mean, it could work. We've seen it work before, but I don't think that's really what. Yeah, well, then one. what? And then what? I gotta always go to my boom, young Jeezy. Clap. <laughs> boom, boom, clap. Um, you know, because see, that was the other thing that I thought right away too is that people were upset that Nick won, but if Nick, I mean, sorry, if Nick that Nick lost, but if Nick won, people would have been upset with that too because yes. Swerve has been losing a lot. So mm-hmm. if he lost here, he would have been upset. So right. then it would have been man. Swerve can't win a big match. Swerve can't do this. It's just like, he can't oh. even beat an 18-year-old kid. Yeah, I, I thought the purpose of this was not only to make, make Nick Wayne look good, but I thought it was to forward the story with him and Darby so we can get more matches there. And I fully believe that that's going to be the feud for him for the rest of the summer, probably. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I think people have to relax. I think people have to just be, be here for the ride. And I'm here for the ride. I think everything they've done so far – with this storyline has been really good. I think Swerve needs something like this. Um, I think Darby yes. needs something like this moving on from the pillar mm-hmm. stuff. He needs a he needs a few where people are invested in the story. Um and if this gets Swerve to the point where he's going back after Orange Cassidy later this year, here for that. Um and like I said, this was a good introduction for Nick Wayne. I thought it was great. I think the story coming out of this for Swerve is probably going to be the best because he's going to get to tell stories in the ring and out of the ring and kind of show the the expanded thing that he wants to do. Is it, 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 and the matches that he's going to be able to have with Darby Allen, I think uh, Darby is such a, as we've talked about multiple times on this show, he's such, he's so over, like no matter what, the crowd's going to love him and all of his matches feel big. So yeah. all the matches with Swerve are going to feel big and they're just going to execute on such a high level that at the end of this, Swerve is going to look like one of the best heels in the company, I think. Yeah, I, I think the great thing about it is they have history. And so to be able history. to revolve, 
revolve around and to go back to the stuff that they did on the indies and do it on a bigger stage. Again, I think that's part of what makes what AEW does so cool because you do get stuff like the elite having stuff um, lingering from guys in New Japan or stuff mm-hmm. lingering with indie guys and being able to bring that to their company and do it on a bigger stage on network TV. I think that's the move. And so if you are trying to give Swerve this this bigger spotlight, it makes sense to go back to one of his more well-known feuds from the indies. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, Defy, Defy is still a thriving indie um, promotion. Yes. And so to not just um, go back and showcase stories from it, but also show like, look, hey, it's still stuff over there you could be watching. Right I, now. I, I think that's the move, man. I think that's what we should be doing. That is just super cool for Defy for them to be on people's uh, radars now for people to maybe have went and su- to seek out these matches that Swerve and Nick Wayne have had and all the other great stuff that they kind of have as part of that company. It's just great. That means everybody in wrestling is winning. Also, not for nothing, these young prodigies are crazy. These Nick Waynes and Billy Starks and, and Starboy Charlies, all these young people that Nick Wayne is really is 18 years old, legit turned 18 on Monday. And for him to have a match like that in a main event in uh, on national TV, you know, the most people he's ever been in front of, he's wrestled in front of, he wrestled in front of it on Wednesday for him to go out there. Same thing for Billy Stark. She had that big match with Athena on the, the forbidden door buy-in show and to execute in front of all these fans. It's like, yo, the future is hella bright if this is the way that that they're going to be doing. And and, uh, and uh, it's great to see that going forward. I don't know why this uh, made me think in my brain of another thing that happened this week uh, concerning AEW and the release of this moves that are banned and things that have to now be uh, they not to have to now go up the ladder. You can't just do a Canadian destroyer off the top of a ladder in your match without letting somebody know before this. Did you see any of this, Phil? Did you hear any about this talk uh, of the week? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I thought the band list got a little bit... Of course, everybody <laughs> doesn't know what these things mean. They can't help it. So people overreact to everything. And so I, I, I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it's a good no, thing. It's I, great. I, because I do think that um, the thing that makes AEW cool is it is an alternative because the style of wrestling is different. The style of storytelling is different. Um, I don't think this changes the fact that the style of wrestling is different. I just think it means that, hey, you know, and maybe maybe you can't always do that move. Maybe pull right. that move out for particular matches. Um, mm-hmm. And so then it feels like a bigger deal. Like, remember remember when uh, uh, Punk hit uh, Cena with that pile driver? in the raw yeah. match and how people were like, Oh my God, he did a pile driver. You can't do that. That's on the band <laughs> list. Um, and so I, I, I think that that's part of what this is. It's just like, Hey, not just, not just protecting safety, but also putting moves on the shelf so that when they are used, they feel uh, like a bigger deal. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like back in the day when they used to say that the tombstone was banned in uh, Lucha Libre. And then anytime they would hit a tombstone, it'd be like, Oh my yeah. God, this is the craziest thing that ever happened in my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that this uh I think this is a good thing. I, I think mm-hmm. people that are overreacting like, oh, see they had to do something because the company's so unsafe. I didn't really take it that way. No. I, I did like I told you, think it was uh very interesting that we saw the, the seizure selling on there because <laughs> that was one of the things that people were very upset about from Forbidden Door. Definitely. Brian has been scaring people half to death. Uh, and so I think somebody backstage was like, Listen, enough, enough, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Stop it. 
<laughs> this one in, in parentheses for Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, no. When somebody uh put up the, uh, the that Garfield meme of like, oh, I wonder who that's for, and had the, the no Garfield Brian. <laughs> For reals, because for reals, Brian, not, we don't like that shit, man. We hate the, them seizure cells. But yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to help, man. Like, I, I even like, and I ask a lot of questions in like indie wrestling of like, when you have a card of wrestlers, everybody gets to the show. Is somebody saying, hey, in match three, I'm going to do the fucking, uh, the code red. And then in match six there's somebody else is going to do the code do they get together and say i should be the only one to do the code red no everybody's just going to do a code red in any match because there's no uh, i don't want to say structure but like that's just kind of how it works now if it goes to to this and you have to go to the producers first and say well in my match i'm going to hit a code red and he's like well in match three they're going to hit a code red think of something else it's going to help with wrestling it's going to help with the matches it's going to help with the wrestlers kind of have to think more out of the box and it's going to help with like not having so much repetitiveness we're not going to see super kicks in every single match we're not going to mm-hmm. see canadian destroyers we're not going to see cutters in every single match it's going to make it better so uh what the, the stigma that was kind of put on it of uh, people just being scared like they're banning all the moves you can't do buckle bombs you can't do this it's not ex- as extreme as that no nah, i didn't really read it that way <laughs> I, it, it felt like uh, it didn't feel like one of these edicts like, hey, man, we're cleaning house over here. It just felt like hey, we need to be a little bit more cautious around here with safety stuff. But also, uh, like I said, just, you know, cleaning up some of the redundancies. And the rest of it was uh, a lot of it was for MJF, like can't slap people's hats off, can't throw drinks on people, can't be in the crowd. A couple of them were from Moxley, can't be bleeding in the crowd. Like there's all, <laughs> a couple of them were wrestler specific, but just. <laughs> they have to say it out loud so the rest of you could know too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stop throwing your gum on people, Max. Stop 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 uh stop uh stop stop with the shenanigans, man. I, I see you trying to clean it up and high five people now that you've got a new friend, but <laughs> no, nah, this is for you. Stop <laughs> and <it. laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. It's gonna force these wrestlers to be more creative. MJF has to be more creative. If you can't slap your gum into people's uh, faces. If you can't slap off their hats, if you can't rip their signs in half, what are you gonna do now? Got to be more creative. Yeah, man. Also means that if you do still have that piece of gum that that Max threw on you, you now have a collector's item, I guess. I don't know why you <laughs> still have it, but you know now you're one of the chosen few that got your got his gum thrown at you. That doesn't happen as much anymore. Shots fired, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is for the health and safety of wrestlers. Shout out to AEW for doing this. WWE definitely has this exact same thing. This isn't like a crazy, this isn't like the first of its kind ever in wrestling history. I'm sure in uh, WCW, they have the same thing. ECW, they don't got shit. But yeah, this is like just like a regular wrestling thing. And just for safety for the wrestlers, helps uh, uh, everybody out in the back end. And just a good thing for that. So yeah, shout out to them for doing that. I'm excited about what's going to come out of that and people because sometimes uh, that is really a thing i mean i like spots and i like things but yo, after some indie shows i'll watch and there's 10 uh springboard cutters in a row in every match i'm just like you guys all right can we collaborate and try to figure out that uh i i'm not gonna hit 10 of these so yeah i i agree um yeah uh it's too much it, it is a bit too much um but I, I think it'll be a good thing in the long run. Um, 
Yeah, I I, <laughs> I did see people also, not just off of this Nick Wayne thing. I saw how people were responding to other announcements this week, and I'm just like, man, what happened? Isn't this supposed to be fun, man? Like, you guys That's like wrestling? Like, seriously. Uh, what, what are we doing here, man? Like, I, I, <laughs> That's how I felt after the after the Ibushi thing. I'm like, how do we make up so many rules as to why this wasn't just a fun moment? Like, why 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 like well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they why wasn't he there? Why was it bro? I don't hey, listen, Stop. man. It, it it's supposed to be fun. But Speaking of which, the bigger the bigger announcement other than the Nick Wayne thing this week was yep. that Cody Kota Ibushi is official. He will be joining Team Elite in the in the Blood and Guts match. Crazy. Uh, TD Water, TD Garden, uh, Boston. TD Jakes Arena. TD Jakes <laughs> Arena. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, very excited about this. Um, but like you said, I did see people immediately going, "Oh man, Kota Bushi! Why didn't he just show up?" Wait, well, <laughs> if it's Kota Bushi. What? What about all these other people that are on the roster that we don't that see was, all the time? I was that like, was the wildest one. Why is it Zach Clayton on my TV? Why? It should have <laughs> been. It should have been Griff Garrison. I'm like, wait, what are we talking about, dude? This is Kota Bushi, you guys. <laughs> it should have been Griff Garrison. Um, <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> or who? How am I supposed to know who Kota Ibushi is? People in fucking Saskatchewan, Canada, were popping for just the video. So, like, come on, bro. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. So, of course, this week we we've had teasing for a while of who who is going to be the fifth member of the Elite team. We got official announcement as well that Pack will be the replacement for Brian on the, on the Blackpool Combat Club team. Pack is um, back. Really excited to see Pac. Big fan of Pac. Um, Pac is at his best when he is uh, motivated, when he's a heel, when he has a grudge to hold against somebody. He don't like the elite. He never ha- There's never been one moment in AEW no, where no, he no, liked no, them. No. It's been on site for these guys from the <laughs> beginning. From the very first week this company existed, it interrupted Hangman's promo to say, no, yes. you're not going to be champion. <laughs> had a problem with Hangman right away. Had, Off had- rip. <laughs> had the few with with Kenny in the first few weeks the company existed. Um, mm-hmm. Shockingly, beat Kenny Omega in the first months of the company. Yeah. Um, of course, just had that trios feud with the Elite. Um, Again, he don't like these fools. Every time that he's been a like part of guys. a big feud, it's been trying to beat one of these fools up. Do, does not like these guys. But of course, the thing that people have been waiting for the longest to see if Ibushi would come to this company. Of mm-hmm. course, Ibushi was on the card for All In. He was in the main event that night with the Bucks versus Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, and Bandito. Yep. Um, and this is Kenny's friend that he has been referencing since day one. Referenced them when he did the the uh, Sands entrance on on Halloween. Mm-hmm. He's referenced them several several times. Hangman has mentioned them a few, few times. And so it's nice to see him finally show up now. It's nice to see that finally get full circle. And I think that is the thing to be super excited about. If you are not just an elite fan, but an AEW fan, all of these things are coming full circle with Kenny from his first year with the company. He left New Japan and, all right, well, he left his friend behind. All right, he left these other things behind. He left a few behind. Uh, Jay White kind of fell into his spot in in New York. And Mm -hmm. now both of those guys are now in his e- ecosystem. Yeah. I think that is the coolest thing about all of this. Yes. You know what's kind of crazy, Phil, is like we hear rumblings. We hear like things that might happen. 
but things change so much. That's what's funny now. Uh, when Melter they get on Melter and they're like, "Well, you just when things you you say things change or plans change like legit like plans can change in minutes." And so like you hear things and you're like, "Damn, that'd be cool," but still up until they say it or you see the person, you just could never know. And so for them, you know, them to actually say, "Nah, Kota Ibushi is going to be here next week at at Blood and Guts," it's like. Damn, man, yeah. finally. We've been waiting for so long for this. Legit, every time, since the beginning, he was in that match, uh, the, the first all-in match. But legit, every time that Kenny Omega's had a big feud or anything, anytime he's needed a partner, anytime he's teased anything, people have been like, where's Coda? What about Coda? Is Coda going to help? Is Ibushi going to be here? Is he there? And finally, he's going to be here. And not for nothing, on top of that, Phil, this match, bro. Yeah, what the a, people in this match. What a showcase of talent in this match. These ten guys, like not a single weak link in this in this match. Like super excited for this match. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the concept of blood and guts has always been fun to me. Like, man, but this 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 matchup, I think, for my money, the best feud in the company at the moment. Yes. Um, they've been really cooking with this feud and really I mean there was no other 10 guys that could be in this match this year because no. they've kept this storyline going. Um, man, super excited. But like I said, just the fact that we're finally getting a Bushi because there were so many obstacles in a way before it was like, all right, how do we get the new Japan stuff squared away? All right, yes. let's get the partnership going. Partnership mm -hmm. finally gets going. Then all of a sudden, Ibushi <laughs> is he hates like, new Japan. He's <laughs> blowing things up over there. He's not a member of the roster anymore. Then he was injured. It was just like, man, how are we going to finally get this guy here? And so, man, it just finally feels like, man, it just feels like we had to move heaven and earth. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's man it just, this just feels like such a fulfilling moment i mean every time i think about ibushi and, and kenny i always think about the episode of being elite where he comes to the door and then the camera moves mm -hmm. over and ibushi's there and so man this Bro, how funny was <laughs> the promo to get ibushi of moxley being like any last words kenny <laughs> It was so over the top and cartoonish. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> like they had them, like, like they used, when they used to put people on the trains in cartoon, like any last words for this train runs you over? <laughs> yeah, like he tied him on, uh, up to one of those big logs and he was trying to send it through the saw. <laughs> <laughs> any last words, Omega? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And him, and of course, Kenny hamming up, like, ah, ha, we do have a friend. And he's like, look at the screen. <laughs> the whole thing was so, look over there. I love how they add cheese to it though, because Kenny did add like that little laugh. But you're supposed they're about to kill you and you're laughing like some <laughs> yeah, look, look, look over there. <laughs> yeah, no, this was great. Uh I'm sure some people might not have enjoyed this execution oh, as much as we did, but if you Ooh. like these guys and you understand like just how goofy Kenny Omega is and mm -hmm. how much he's really having fun with this. I loved it, man. And you got to think, like, man, he's been wanting to have Ibushi a part of this for so long. Mm -hmm. And, like, man, when you think of elite lore and, like, Ibushi's spot in that, man, like, Whew. again, this feels like this was this has been in the making for so long, man. It's so good it's that it's finally happening, man. And It's kind of crazy how this year they – it feels like they're – I don't want to say wrapping up, but they're, like, tying a lot of loose ends that have been being yeah. told for the entire run of the company. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great, man. Um, 
I think if you're one of those guys that are still doing this divide between certain fan bases in a company, man, I think everybody's kind of getting what they want, man. I think yeah. this week in particular, man, we've gotten some really good stuff with Punk since he's been back. I think the Joe match was a lot of fun, man. That I was think tight. The, the way they've built up this stuff on Collision has been great. But then at the same time, the stuff they've been doing with Elite on Dynamite has been great as well. Um, I don't know, man. It's almost like you can like all of these things. You don't have to pick a side. Uh, yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> you don't have to pick a side. But on so, uh, Monday through Sunday, there's at least one wrestling show that you enjoy at minimum. Yeah, man. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point, elite fans and punk fans are eating really, really well. I, you could argue that elite fans have been eating very well all this year. I mean, you guys, we got this best of seven match this year. We've got a, a killer feud with the. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I have to assume we're eventually going to get the Elite versus Black uh, Bullet Club Gold. There's yeah. too much history between Jay White and and Kenny Omega. Um, these guys used to be Bullet Club members. Like it's just too much. It makes too much sense to not do that feud at some point this year. Uh, like I said, all of the lore is finally coming full circle, man. It's just really cool time, man. So, what do you um, do? You think? Kota Ibushi is signed full-time, and what happens coming out of this? Like, because think of this crate, like, the amount of dream matches. Dream matches, like, you can't even define some of the matches. Like, Kota, just him being in a match with Pac and them interacting is already just like, ah, that's crazy. What's going on? This is nuts. You know what I mean? There's so many great things that are going to come out of this. So do you think this is a full-time deal, and does what happens moving out of this? I do think it's funny that they brought Coda in right after they showed this band list. And you've got one of the <laughs> absolutely craziest wrestlers in the world now coming in. You just, <laughs> you just know he's waiting to jump off of some big structure or do something wild. Um, this is a wild ass coincidence that one of one of the neck bumpiest wrestlers of all time. They're like, yo. Relax with the neck bumps. Neck if you be trying to, one of the neck bumpiest wrestlers of all times coming in, they're like, yo, we got to make a list for this nigga. He's wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it is very funny that that band list came out and then Coda's in. And then you could also look at it like, well, he's not signed. Like, that list is for people that are on this roster. He's not right. We don't know what yeah. he's going to do. Uh, so, <laughs> um, we don't know what he's going to do. Um, I don't know what this means. Of course, we got their report uh, last week from Fightful Select. Um, that there were negotiations with Ibushi, but there were mm -hmm. no specifics in there whether he was signed or what they were going to do with him. Right. Um, I do wonder what this means coming out of this. Like, is he going to be on a per appearance thing? Is he going to have more matches coming out of this? I mean, straight away, he was talking to talk about a certain other guy in this match because he did have that quote where he was like, I'm not that impressed with Konosuke. He seems like an imitation me. And I was like, hmm. So it kind of seems like they might be building up to some stuff with Takeshita was uh, he had a couple of tweets this week. He like referenced a match that they had from years and years ago, a tag match together. And Takeshita was like, what happens next? He, he feels like somebody that like next to Kenny Omega is like, I'm excited that Kota Ibushi is here because I want to fight. Yeah. So we do have matchups here. I mean, we do now have like pack in and. Ibushi like head to head in this match at some Ugh. point. We could possibly get them one on one. Uh, That's crazy. I mean, of course, we got the terrible news this week about uh about Mark and Ugh. his injury. So, man, that was unfortunate. Hopefully, you Damn. know, 
wishing for a speedy recovery for him. But that does raise the question because another guy in this match, and Claudio, now doesn't have an opponent for the pay-per-view. Uh, is that going to be Kota Ibushi? That could be a, a nice replacement. If you're That's trying to sell sick. tickets to this Ring of Honor um, show, Kota Ibushi versus Claudio is a good selling point. Um, Kota I don't know. has some history in Ring of Honor. It's not going to be the wildest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's where they're go- they're going to go. But I have to assume um, the easiest way to to replace Mark is to build something out of the blood and guts match. And yeah, like I said, you got a Bushi coming in. You don't know how long you're going to probably have him. Man, you gotta you gotta go for the matches while you got him, man. Yeah, and I could have, I can assume the way that Kota was talking throughout this time, the interviews that he was doing and the things that he wants to do moving forward. The brother probably could sign, he could sign a deal. Even if he did sign a deal, he's like, I'll take it for three months. I'm going to be doing something different in three months. Like you never even know, like who could even maybe get this guy to a year. But um, yeah, I'm interested in so many matches that are going to come out of this and having packed back him also uh, even beyond what he's doing in this little feud, just having him back and maybe in a singles role this time and the singles matches we could potentially get. We know how incredible of a talent pack is. And there's so many guys on the roster that we got, we could see him against. This roster is insane. Like if the roster was just comprised of the 10 guys in this match, it'd be one of the best rosters in the world. But they and then beyond that, we still there's still so many. I mean, think about that, that great tag match from Collision. Uh, the FTR against Bullet Club Gold. Like, think about, like, there's so many guys on the roster that can, on any night, just cook up something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that is what's crazy about this. Um, But, yeah, I don't know what this means for Ibushi moving forward. I don't know if he's going to stay a freelancer. This is a guy that was historically a freelancer before he signed with New Japan a few years ago. Right. He was pretty adamant about staying a freelancer for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to come out of a situation with New Japan and then all of a sudden go, I'm going to sign here. I don't know. Um, But, again, as long as you've got this guy, man, you got to run the matches while you got him. Um, Yeah, he seemed pretty adamant about not liking contracts and things towards the end of that New Japan thing. (laughs) And and I mean, he was kind of always like that. Um, Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I don't know how long they got him, but man. But yeah, the next dynamite after Blood and Guts run a big Abushi match. Like you got to just go for it. Like we don't know how long we got this man for. Brian and Abushi on the next dynamite. (laughs) For sure. I mean, if 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 you got this guy long enough, he should be on the All In card. I think that's one of the other things that's excited about having Pack back is. Oh yeah. Now he's going to be back in time to be on that card and wrestle in his home country. Really excited for him for that. Um, he's definitely got to get a big match on that card. I don't know. I don't know what the plans are, but hopefully he's got something. Woo. I don't know who could pack wrestle at at, at Wembley. Darby, uh, I wouldn't be mad at Pack versus uh, Ibushi at at Wembley. Um, I wouldn't be mad at. That'd be crazy. I don't. I don't know who packs. I don't know who MJF's opponent is. I kind of feel like it's going to be Adam Cole by then. Uh, but if it's not, maybe not at all in, like, I think all in could be the pack match with, with MJF. I think, uh, uh, I, th- I could see Adam Cole and MJF at all out. I would like to see that. Cause I, but also saying- we could get into that segment this week. Cause a lot of people have saying, been saying that they don't even want, they want this tag team to stay a tag team forever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I know people I've seen that online. People are of course enjoying the MJF and Adam Cole stuff. And that has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's shown a different side of MJF. Um, I think it's some of the best stuff that Cole has done on the roster. Definitely. Um, 
and and the match was fun. The match with the with the Big Bill, Big Bill, and, uh, and Brian Cage. And Brian Cage was mm-hmm. fire. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm seeing this and I'm like, all right, put the belts on these guys. Yeah, are you turning? Are you turning like this? Because people are already like, make them the AEW Tag Team Champions. Forget about the story. Like, people get off the story really quick. Like, one week they're like, forget about the story. That if it has six months worth of story, like, in one day you could change all that with these people. Yeah, I don't know if I'm fully invested in MJF as a baby face quite yet. I can't. I, I, I still don't quite believe him. Like, uh, and it's not to say that he cannot be a baby face. Of course he can. He's doing um, it. But I just don't believe his motives yet. Um, I think that he's uh, trying to pull a fast one on us. Um, but I don't know, man. I think you could I think you could stretch the story out longer. I don't know if I need them to win the belts to do that, though. I just... the Denise was, has kind of been telling the story of she thinks that Adam Cole's going to be the one to do the turn. And now that I'm thinking, maybe the way that MJF has been playing it is that Adam Cole and Roderick turn and join MJF and they all become a heel group. People think that Max is going to turn babyface, but they're actually, because look at all the tactics that Adam Cole has been doing since MJF. He kind of likes being able to do some heel shit because he's always, you know, the Adam Cole that we know was a slimy ass heel. Like he kind of likes the, the things that you could do behind the ref's back. So maybe in the end of this, it's not MJF that's turning babyface. It's Adam Cole that's turning heel. I don't know. I've been saying for a while this company has way too many heels. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, and I think right now Cole is one of the better babyfaces they have. I wouldn't be in a I wouldn't be in a hurry to turn him. Um, I do think that Cole is going to be the guy that initiates the attack. I don't think that I don't mm-hmm. think that Max is going to turn on them immediately after they after they lose or whatever this whatever happens in the finals or whatever happens when they do have their match with FTR. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be Max that initiates it. I do think it's going to be Cole, and I think Cole is going to initiate it to basically be like, "No, I've been watching you the whole time. I never believed you. I wasn't falling mm-hmm. for this. I know. I know. <laughs> I know how you act. I've seen you do this with other people. I'm not falling for this." Um, and I think that's a good story, but I don't think you need to turn him heel to do that. Right. Um, I, I am very, very much leery of making him a heel and doing the heel stable stuff because mm-hmm. we've seen Max with two heel stables at this point. Yeah. Um, and then also, like I said, this company has way too many heels, man. You've a lot. Gotta, you've got to, you've got to book some baby faces, man. What do you think? Uh, you don't think Adam Cole's going to beat him though for the belt? No, I don't. No, I'm just I gonna still, tell the story for a while. I still think we're leading to to MJF versus Punk it all out. I still mm. think that's where we're going. That's oh, why I kind of feel like the cold match is gonna happen. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. But, I guess that is kind of a better story to tell. Get Cole the big, the big Wembley match in the next month. I mean, the next week in Chicago. Yeah, Punk get the big thing. Tell off the story with this bag. We tell it the bag story for the next couple of months. Until we get into that, I can see it. I'll yeah, see it. yeah, and I, I feel like the fact that they very intentionally had nobody reference what's in the bag, but Jay White is really telling too. I think Jay White's going to be his next big pay per view match. I think that's probably his all in match. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the next week it'll probably be MJF. If I had to guess, makes sense. Makes sense. I could see it. I could see it. I, I like it. I think that uh um. 
MJF and Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole's going to get built up a lot more being in this feud with MJF, and he's going to be better coming out of it. And I think MJF, the same thing. This is kind of like knocking some uh, things off of his wrestling bucket list, and I think that is just going to make him a better wrestler in the end, kind of being able to be in there with the people that got him here, and they're going to make him better. He's going to be a better champion out of this and maybe lose that championship to Kenny Omega at some time this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've seen people that are like, they're ready for the FTR stuff to come to an end, and that's another reason why they would like uh, Cole and MGF to win, but I don't know. I feel like FDR kind of showed us something this weekend. Like when you put them in feuds where there's actually like the wrestling is put at the forefront, they're usually they're usually FDR. Like these guys have a history of delivering in great tag matches, man. What? What? But why though? Why? What's taking so long? Why? Are, why? Why haven't we seen these championships being defended? Why haven't they? Why have they been in six man and eight man matches more than they've been? The World Tag Team Champions. I mean, we finally got to a World Tag Team, tag team Championship match tonight here mm-hmm. on Collision, two out of three falls. But uh, what took so long to get here? Well, you think they were just trying to help tell the CM Punk story getting over here? I don't know. I think, you know, the division has uh, <laughs> has suffered because they've lost tag teams, whether it be for injuries and other things. Injuries are fucking awful, man. Yeah, I think they expected to have Aussie open. Um, and that yeah. was probably going to be one of the big feuds for FDR. And then, you know, of course, they they lost one of the members of, of uh, Aussie Open. So that hurt him. And then you don't have uh, you don't have some of the other tag teams. But I don't understand why they haven't been using the tag teams they have, man. It's been – I don't know, man. Like, I, I know they've already done the guns match with FDR, so they didn't want to go right back to that. But I don't know, man. It, it, it's weird, man. It almost feels like, man, when I took them belts off of a claim too soon, I don't know. But <sighs> it is good seeing them get back to some momentum and getting back to to doing what they do best, and that's wrestle well. I thought Collision last week was good. The only thing that was really missing was the Athena and Willow match. I think yeah. everything else was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that tag match was way better than I expected it to be. That was, that was man, what highlights of the night, I thought that was – Tremendous. I thought the stuff that I think collision in general has been really good for Jay White. Yeah. Um, And juice. Yeah. I think it's been really good for Jay White and juice and Mm -hmm. it's really helped to bring bullet club along as a stable because they were kind of getting lost in the shuffle on Wednesday, giving them the time to, you know, not just show what they're good at as characters, but show like, man, this is what we can do in ring. It's been really, really good for them. Yeah, Collision has been kind of just strong as the wrestling brand. I think they, it, and it's they're presenting an even different in ring in in ring style than they are on Dynamite, which I think has been a benefit for them. And a lot of people, because I've seen it, a lot of people say that they prefer Collision over Dynamite, which I think isn't bad on AEW. I think that's great if you have two shows that present something different that people are going to want to watch regardless. That's going to be great for you in the end. The uh. The matches that that my big homie has been uh, having a great run over there. The matches that he's been doing, the stuff that he's been able to do, being able to talk more, having promos and stuff has been such a huge benefit for him. This collision show has been working out for a lot of people. And I think Juice and Jay, like you said, might be the ones benefiting the most at this point because they've just been being able to be such strong heels 
and being able to being able to be presented as 100% them, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I think it's helped a lot of the guys who've gone over that. It, it's helped Ricky as well. Ricky, um, yeah, yeah, I, big I mean, match tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think people expected it to be the punk show and everything to center around punk. It is funny that like we've seen like what two episodes in a row where he opens the show mm-hmm. with like this welcome promo and then he closes the show in some way as well. Um, but I haven't bumped up against it yet. I think that so far it it has done a good job of showcasing other guys other than Punk, um, because man, you can't just build two hours of wrestling on just one guy. Got, <laughs> no, because we've seen that with SmackDown. Like the the weeks yes. where SmackDown struggles, it's like, man, where's Roman? Because so much of the show has been predicated on what's Roman doing. So when he's not mm-hmm. there, it's like, man, what is the show anymore? So you got to kind of build this cast of characters around it. And I think collision has done a good job with that. Yeah. That, I think it's been dope for everybody. They got a really strong show tonight. Um, the finals of both the Owen shows, Jusha Thunder Liger supposed to be in the building tonight. Uh, it's a pretty big deal over there. And CM Punk is the, I think at the end of the day, uh, been looking like he's having a lot of fun. Everybody kind of looks motivated on the show. Even the other kind of misfits of, uh, Scorpio had a match last week. Miro Andrade's been getting his stuff off. House of Black, I think. It's been a really big benefit. Big show tonight also. Uh, so um, it's been going well. Yeah. Uh, Did you hear yeah. about this uh, AEW potentially moving to uh, more pay-per-views? Yeah, I, I saw people talking about it online. I have not seen the report that it came from, though. And I looked for it. I couldn't find it. Um mm. I don't know if that's just like whispers coming from somewhere. I'm not sure what the source is for that. Do you know? Um, I don't know either because I've just been seeing kind of a bunch of tweets. And I feel like somebody asked us about this maybe last week on the show. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't really know about anything about it. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you have another show, right? Like if you have another – if you have this Saturday show now where you're building up a, a whole – essentially a whole different roster of people – you're gonna run it. Gonna need to run more shows, I would think, at this point, right? Because it's hard to already get enough people on each show, just uh, uh, based on the schedule that they have now. Moving forward, I think you're gonna need more volume and more. Uh, you probably are gonna need more pay per views moving forward. How does everybody feel about? I'd like to know in the chat. How does everybody feel about AEW moving to having more shows? Does that hurt having more pay per views? Does that hurt? I mean people paying $50 a month every single month to AEW when the competition, the biggest competition, I can watch their biggest shows for $10. I don't know, man, that that, they really, the WWE really messed up the game forever. uh, Having a streaming service for nine 99, because I say that all the time. Like even when impact still, I'm like, dude, you're charging $50 for your shows when the biggest company in the game is only charging $10 to watch the biggest show of the year. Like WrestleMania is $10 and I have to pay $50 to watch any of your shows seems pretty absurd. Like I don't say that I'm not saying that everybody should have backed to nine 99, but you got to do something. Yeah. Uh, Everybody in the chat is saying SRS, so I am now oh, on okay. Fightful Select looking this up, and yeah. it is definitely on here. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has been in favor of an expanded AEW pay-per-view pay, pay, pay schedule. Uh-huh. Um, 
We recently reported the AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are deep in negotiations to extend their deal, but it could come with a massive change. Warner Brothers Discovery sources confirm to Fightful Select that one of the major proposals from their end is to all elite as it relates to an extension of pay-per-view events. Um, wow. That makes so sense. from from the you know even above AEW from the from Warner Brothers, and that makes sense if it's coming from Warner Brothers because if Warner Brothers is is talking about now giving them more money, uh, they're of course going to want more content, and that that's what that's what brought us Collision, yeah. And that's what that's how Rampage. Got, that's that was the death of of Dark and Elevation mm-hmm. is that you know we're paying you for this, so we want your content over here on the television um, side and not on YouTube. Um, so that does make sense. Um, I'm a little interesting. I am a little bit leery of it. I don't think that they should do a pay per view every month like WWE does. Um, but I have seen where AEW programming sometimes has struggled to stretch out their programming, um, between pay per views because they're Mm. they're so used to the four four pay per view, um, schedule. And now we're at what like five now. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you want to count all in as a new pay per view too. So it's possibly six if they keep that going. Uh, I mean, but, it might work out. Remember, we talked about on this podcast after Forbidden Door how they didn't really follow up on Dynamite. If they have to, if they have another pay per view in three weeks, four weeks, they have to follow up now, right? Wouldn't yeah. it maybe maybe make it a little bit more exciting. It could, um, but man, see, the other thing is when you're running that kind of pay per view model, um, you're also asking your audience to pay for more pay per views. This That's isn't it. like you said that where you have the network. You could just uh, pay. I'm for not the paying network. anybody anything. Just the nine ninety nine. That's it. You're paying paying for the network, and you have the pay per views. Because uh, now we already have this report for All In that you know that's going to be a fifty dollar pay per view, and then you're asking the week later for us to to pay fifty more dollars to watch All Out. Um, now, of course, there's also that rumor that they're going to offer some kind of uh, deal where you can pay for both All In and All Out at at a uh, different rate. But still, that's a lot to ask. Like to ask it's a lot people. of money. To, and then you've also, like I said, you got pay per view coming up next week as well. You got ROH coming up. That is also fifty dollars. I mean, that's the problem with more pay per views. You're all asking your audience to pay more money. And again, like I said, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Pay for your wrestling. But I don't know. I don't know how much you can stretch that that audience now. Like it's different than asking people to pay fifty dollars a month for big shows and it's just four shows. Mm-hmm. But now if you're moving to what, like seven pay-per-views, you're not asking your audience to pay $50 seven times a year. That's a lot of money, man. On top of me, uh, a lot of wrestling fans have not only just wrestling streaming services, but all those other streaming services. If I got HBO, Netflix, Hulu, yeah. if I have all these and you want to tack on another 50 seven times a month, I, I can barely afford the stuff that I have now. How am I supposed to afford uh, fifty dollars for seven pay per views. So if they maybe, I saw that they they said that they could potentially have like a bundle deal with if you buy both of them. Like if they start doing more things like that, it could work out. But going to a, a fifty dollars a month, trying to do it twelve times a year is that's a lot. Uh, it's a hefty I, task. You're stretching it if you're asking people to pay fifty dollars every month. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, you're already now asking them with four pay-per-views, five if you count Forbidden Door, and then you have, what, four Ring of Honor pay-per-views? Yeah. Um, that's that's a lot of money, man. And then, like I said, if you're now expanding it to seven, that's even more. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. It it might not be the end of the world. I of course am. There's nothing wrong with more wrestling content, right? Uh, but I again, and if I, Warner is like, we want it, get, get, give it to us. Like, I mean, who can argue that? Like, if they if they're saying they want more content, and you can you have the opportunity to produce more content. I mean, they're on the road. It's not the craziest thing for them to you know add a little sunday show then that's what's just going to get the most interesting i think i think about it phil is that collision has just debuted the saturday show so you're going to expect so pay-per-view weeks you're going to add another one on where it's wednesday friday saturday sunday that's a lot yeah that is a, that is a lot man. um yeah i don't know i don't know what that means for aw of course we're going to see um, I do see where some people are are worried about more wrestling. Like, I mean, even yeah. if you just look at tonight, man, there's three hours of AEW tonight. Just and tonight, bro. You've got you've got Collision and you've got Battle of the Belt six. Um, and at the same time, you've also got Slammiversary tonight. You've got uh, the G1 coming later on that night. You've got Triple Mania. You've got all this wrestling. I think GCW packed. has a show tonight. There's a bunch Yo. of sci tonight i think yeah so i i do see people that are concerned about them circle six yeah i do see people concerned that they're stretching their audience thin and kind of oversaturating the market um but that again comes with um who is who is who is backing you and if warner is telling you hey we're giving you more money but the caveat is we want more content you can't tell them no and i think with as we can see with the Nick Wayne debut, there's 47 people that could also be on this TV show that could be on these favorites. Not like they don't have enough talent to kind of fill it up. It's just like that. Is are, are people going to want to pay for it? And beyond that, it, it, it's more time. Like, are people going to want to invest more time into yeah, this? I'm already investing more time, and and if I'm watching a Collision, I've already invested two more hours. If I watch everything, I'm investing in Friday. I'm investing in Saturday. I'm investing in Wednesday. Like. Can I invest more time? I don't know, man. I need a break. Some people might think. That is the other thing. Um, The other thing that I did think was interesting with the the advent of Collision, do you think this is like now leading to like brand exclusive pay-per-views? Like, Uh, and that's another can of worms that, that who knows that they're going to work because then you're forcing me to choose. Now I'm like, okay, am I going to wait for this pay-per-view to see what they do on the next one like and if i'm choosing then i'm really not gonna spend as much money because in the end i'm gonna be like oh fuck it i'm not gonna watch any of them because that's crazy i don't want to choose how do you feel about brand extension uh, uh, exclusive pay-per-views um i just don't think they work um, yeah I, I wasn't a big fan of them when wwe was doing them and mm. i understood like some at some point like hey you've got two ch- you've got two big big champions so yeah. you want that world champion to close the show and so that's kind of the reason to have brand exclusive pay-per-views. But the thing is, they never booked enough storylines for both. It mm. always felt like they were trying to put some filler on one to, to just to justify it. And I feel like they're going to have the same problem here, man. Like, I feel like I don't think they have enough to justify doing brand exclusive pay-per-views. And that I works. definitely do not want to see two world championships in AEW. Uh, I don't want to see more belts. I don't want to see this turn into what WWE is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence. Cause I think it, the money thing is just getting me. Is th- that's the thing. Like if we move forward with an AEW having a streaming service or something, I'm giving out $20 a month and then you're giving up pay-per-views every month. 
I'm in. But if I have to give a 50 and I have to choose between uh, an elite pay-per-view and a CM Punk pay-per-view, like, uh, <laughs> I don't I know if it. I want to do that. I don't want to do it. that. <laughs> I want it because I feel like the big appeal of, of, of having this huge roster is seeing them all in the same place. Why do Variety. I want to see the, the pay-per-view split up where, all right, well, I get to see Punk over there. No, the appeal of bringing Punk to this company is having him on the same card as these guys. And if you're not mm -hmm. doing that, what's the point? Like, I just... I, I don't want that. I hope that that's not where this is going. But shout out to AEW for continuously getting bags and continuously being offered new things in this territory. I mean, again, this is a very young company. Um, mm -hmm. And TV and time and all this is very important out here. And they're, they're still trying to gain fans. They're still trying to do all these things. And all this stuff is just going to help them and the, the, the future of what this business is going to be. So super exciting time for them. They got a lot of huge shows coming out. I'm excited to see everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a few more Humper Chats. Um, also, I think we, we want to get into some of the wrestling tonight. Yeah. Um, we got any Super Chats left? Yeah, we got a couple, okay. super, just couple Super Chats. Our homie Anurag says... When do you think Brian will return? Forbidden Door wasn't available in India. TK, you got some work to do. It's a shame we won't get Ibushi Brian face-off. We won't get an Ibushi Brian face-off. Shout out to our homie Anurag for being out, uh, always supporting and representing. Didn't have the show in India, Tony Khan. What's up, bro? Like, this show needs to be worldwide. There's a lot of people that want to watch it. Yeah, it's, just, it's a shame, but Brian Danielson is going uh that all this happened right now because thinking of him being involved in this match would have just upped the stakes of it i mean we did get pack replacing him which i think is a super fine replacement if anybody could replace brian danielson definitely is pack um but him and abushi having a face-off would have been amazing and i think there's a lot of things uh going with all the matches that brian would have added an extra element to i don't think we have like a, a hardcore concrete return date for brian danielson but i know that they want him back for you know these shows going forward specifically all in and all out yeah um it is a shame we're not going to get abushi brian at all in this match but uh, depending on how long abushi is staying around i assume we might get it at some point i would think um, so i don't know how long brian's going to be out i want to hope that he's going to be back by wembley um, he's definitely one of the guys that you want on that car for your first international pay-per-view. Facts. Uh, I don't know. Um, hopefully he's back soon. I hope they have. Uh, doesn't Shaq have one more match on his AEW contract? I hope he's on the Wembley car. Get big Shaq on there. <laughs> where, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I just started thinking about Shaq. I'm like, doesn't Shaq have a uh, one more match uh, left on his AEW contract? <laughs> Wait a minute. We got to get all the big superstars out here. We got to get all the big boys Yo, on the card. People are like, man, oh, what's Punk going to do on this card? Man, I wonder if Osprey's going to be on this card. <laughs> and you're just like, hey, what's Shaq doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, man. Shaq versus Pac might go off. <laughs> I don't know if that's the pack matchup that I thought about, but all right. You're not trying to see Shaq and Pack? Like, even the name is dope. Nah, I think I'm good on that matchup. <laughs> nah, I don't think that's the one. Oh, shit. Uh, Adu Rag also says, I think Omega might be the best in-ring wrestler. He adapts to a different style versus Brian, who meshes his style 
Styles with his opponent. BCC versus Elite continues after Blood and Guts. Do you think this feud is going to continue after this big Blood and Guts match? Uh, I think it's going to break off into sentiments. I think it might be still some stuff lingering between Kenny and Don, but um, I think this is probably going to be the end of the Blackpool Combat stuff for a while. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we got like we have to see a Kenny Omega and Takeshita match, one on one match at some point coming out of this. Yeah, like because I feel like Don and um, Takeshita have just kind of latched on to this this team just right. to be in the in the match. But mm -hmm. I think you could easily say that this is like the blow off match with Blackpool Combat Club, but the Kenny and Don and Takeshita stuff is still going. Right. Um, Irene C says, while AEW is far from flawless, the fan base demanding that all their faves get a main event push or else is its own obstacle. Someone has to lose. 100% agree, Irene. Everybody feels like um, if their favorite wrestler isn't in the main event and, and there isn't, they aren't getting all these wins, that they're losers and they can't, there can't be anything else. And if they do lose, that is the end of the world just drives me crazy because it's not the end of the world. I think that, like you were saying, them kind of prefacing it, the whole thing with the company and Cody being like wins and losses are so important and all these things are so important and them having a, an emphasis on the rankings earlier is still kind of stuck in there. But we... There's so many ways that we could get around this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jake Salazar says, but when does CMFTR face the elite with the stipulation being one arm tied behind your back? Because if Punk beat your ass with one arm, imagine two. <laughs> um, I, don't know if, I don't know if we're ever getting that matchup, and I definitely don't think we're getting that wild stipulation. Uh, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, Arduit says, happy Saturday, y'all. Question, did I miss Ask Grapsity this week? I try to follow the link, but it led to 404. Stay blessed, y'all. Oh, there was no Ask Grapsity this week. I had an appointment. So we're moving it to next week. That's it. So you didn't miss it. Nope, you did not miss it. We will be back with Ask Grapsity next week. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all the, the, the uh, super chats. Uh, I think we have some humper chats, but before that, I think we need to get into a word from our sponsor. Yes. Fitbod.me slash PPV. You want to check this out. This is going to take your workouts to a new level. Daily workouts, goal and experience settings, muscle recovery, the ability to connect to all your devices. They have timed intervals, circuits and supersets, equipment selection. This stuff has helped me out a lot as I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. And the thing I like about it, when I travel, it is so useful. So maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. Fitbod is going to cater your workout to that, and it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash ppv, you can redeem your 25% off code, and you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV, over 150,000 five-star reviews and over 5 million downloads. Fitbod.me slash PPV. Right. Wherever you are in your fitness journey, um, get the most out of your workouts with Fitbod. Uh, get 20% off when you use our subscription. 
I mean, our, our code subscription, fitbot.me slash Grapsity. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Grapsity. Um, don't think we have Harper Chats left, but let me check through here. Oh, we got two. We got two. Um, from a friend of the show, D-Lo Diggs, uh, man, business is back, and the profits are going going to hurt. Uh, also, man, crazy to think that wrestling is booming big. Much love, fellas. Also, Ilya and Melo going to go hard. Um, yeah, that was that was crazy to see the pop that Bobby got, man. Like, um, I was, of course, wondering when Bobby Lashley was going to come back to SmackDown. Seeing him Same. last night was great. Um, seeing him pop out of the uh, limo and get that massive pop and possibly be teaming up with the Street Profits. I don't know what happened with the Hurt Business stuff, but... Um, if we could be getting something out of this with Bob and the Street Profits, I'm all in. Like, if we're moving forward, some kind of dope stable with them, that's all that matters. Really, it's just happy to see Bobby Lashley back because we have been asking yeah. on this podcast, and a lot of people have been asking yeah. where Bobby is. Uh, a contender for any championship, a contender in any division over in uh, on SmackDown and in WWE could be instant uh, contender for Roman Reigns if they need him. Bobby's just uh, was on a, such a high standard and trajectory as such that he was gone he was off for a while because maybe kind of lost the momentum but then hearing that pop you're like no he didn't man this guy is over yeah no i think uh taking him off tv helped a little bit because it made people Mm -hmm. miss him and people were very excited to see him again um hopefully hopefully they have big plans for him man i'm i i don't know man i feel like bobby was one of those guys where when he turned face last year he was getting the big reactions and then it never really went anywhere with it and capitalized on it. So hopefully they've got something big for him. Yeah, they got to do something with the big dog, man. He's on his way. Yeah, we also got the start of the Austin Theory Invitational last night, um, which uh, I don't know what to make of. Uh, We got now their new favorite thing to do, which is to do a multi-man match and then do another multi-man match the next week and then Mm -hmm. have the winner of both both multi-man matches face off after that. who you got? I, I feel like uh, right away when I saw that they were doing this, I was like, this is L.A. Knight's time to shine. I feel like yeah. this is the moment. This is if, if it wasn't Money in the Bank, this is the thing now to push L.A. Knight for it. And, I mean, just looking at that reaction he got last night, um, he cut a pretty good promo, took a little sub shot at uh, certain click members. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Um yeah, I think that uh, LA Knight's going to win the whole thing. Um, I was very surprised that uh, uh, Escobar won last night. I thought, yeah. I thought Grayson Waller Grayson. was probably going to win it. Um, but that even leads me further to believe that LA Knight's probably going to win the whole thing because you didn't want to put Grayson Waller against him in the final. Right. Um, but I'm here for it. I think that it's time to take that belt off Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's not really doing anything for him now. I think you got to do something new with him. You got to do something new with that title. Theory has been like, I've seen so many people say how disappointing this reign for Theory has been. It's kind of upsetting the amount of people that are like, has anybody's reign ever went as nothing as this Austin Theory reign has went? I'm like, you would think mm. that somebody having their dream match on WrestleMania against the one guy that inspired them to be a pro wrestler, that they would go up after that. But this guy has not went up after that at all. Like, you would think you would take this momentum from wrestling your damn hero into something, but it's been even lower than that. 
that promo, did it really do it to Austin Theory? Because ever since that John Cena promo, man, it just has not been the same. Did he really shake him up to his core? Because that's how pro wrestling could be, man. If somebody gets in your head, sometimes that shit can last for months. Sometimes that shit can last for years. He might not ever get out of this funk of thinking, well, John Cena told me I'm this person. Maybe I am that person. Yeah, I don't think it worked for him. I think the execution of the of the feud was worse than the actual promo. Right. The promo did not help, but the problem was there was never any up from the promo. It was like no. he buried the guy in the promo, and then he never was proven wrong. So, <laughs> which is a big issue. <laughs> it's like um, because, like, if you even look at what Grayson Waller just did with Edge, uh, I think that that was an execution where they did it right. Like, That's how you do it. Edge cut the promo on him, and he was like, hey, man, I don't even know if you can you can handle being on the main roster. Can you sink or swim up here? And then he had the match with it, and he proved himself. Austin didn't prove himself in that match. He just And then Edge – didn't Edge say, you swam? And then Edge, like, acknowledged yeah, Edge, it. Edge gave him a rub, and I, nothing came of this, man. Like, nothing came of this with, with, uh, with Cena. Cena, Cena showed <laughs> Cena buried him, showed back up in O2, and didn't even mention it. He just <laughs> lost and just went about business like nothing happened. Cena buried him, had a very forgettable WrestleMania match, left, came back, and was talking about somebody else. Like, didn't even say, hey, you've been doing great since then. Like, nothing for nothing. Austin Theory. He just and forgot about him. Hasn't talked about Theory at all. It almost <laughs> feels like he's just like, no, I made my point. It, it, even if you beat me, <laughs> you still right. lose. I'm still right. <laughs> And, and I think that's the worst thing about that feud. Like, nothing came of this where he was proven wrong. That's <laughs> – they got to do something. And, they, and then, like, they haven't had Austin Theory also being like, hey, it, like, they've they given him less mic time than before then, which I think is the wrong thing to do. You got to let him talk his way out of I, fucking whatever that was. I don't know if it was just me, but listening to him on commentary last night, he just kind of felt defeated. He felt like he yeah. was just kind of going through the motions right. on commentary, and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like he did right after he lost the money in the bank briefcase. He felt mm -hmm. motivated. He was cutting some of the best promos he's cut on the main roster. Now it just feels like he's just like I don't know. He's just kind of floundering. It it sucks. Damn. I mean, when think about how he was being set up, and then for all the fans to be like, no, nah, you're not it. We want LA Knight. And then to see Grayson Waller come and get all these opportunities and to know that, like, that probably could have been my spot. And then you got Logan Paul also over here doing this thing. It's probably like, damn, man, like, it, it's not looking too great out here for me. And then when they do give me the opportunity, they don't let me, like, shine as much as they could. And then they let my hero come and bury me. Like, this is a crazy year for my guy. <laughs> Yeah, it very did very much did feel like he showed up last night with the with the jacket on with no shirt on under it with the belt doing the nights like this. I wish <laughs> that rain dropped with <laughs> like y'all not checking for me no more. And then Grayson Waller walked around. He's like, man, how does it feel to be me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, but lucky enough for Young Theory, young he's young, dude. He got a lot of time. Yeah, I don't he, think this is it for him. Yeah. It's not over for him. Like he can definitely rebound from this. I think you just got to get that championship off of him. 
give them a different motivation and something to 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 sink into because just being the the guy that has this UF championship and is just kind of around is not working for him. Yeah, no, nah, him just showing up with the belt when everybody is now interested in Grayson Waller. Right. Raleigh Knight is bubbling up, and then he just shows up with the belt like, no, 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 we're not checking for you no more, bro. <laughs> we are not checking for you nah, anymore. Nah, bro, ain't nobody, ain't nobody checking for you, bro. It's been pretty unfortunate for Austin Theory because he's been casted in these, like, so many, like the McMahon egg thing. Like he said, like if you go through oh his career, God. his resume, it's like, damn, they like, they, it seemed like they were trying to set the guy up for failure at this point. Like set him up for something good at this point. Yeah, I, I just think it, it doesn't help that Grayson Waller has kind of excelled in all of the spots where he's been in there with like a legend. Like even if you just look at the rock stuff on Twitter, man, I feel like that stuff made Waller look better because he was yeah. responding well. He was rolling with the punches and Man, I think, again, the worst thing that came out of this, it wasn't so much the promo, it's everything around it. It's the execution around it from mm -hmm. WWE and the fact that that report came out that Theory knew what Cena was going to say. <laughs> 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 he didn't have any real comeback for it. Bruh. Like, yo. Bruh. Like, if you had his bars before he said them and you didn't come up with some retaliation bars, it's on you at this point. Bro. You had the you had the homework. You had the cheat codes, bro. Mm -hmm. What what you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what, what's happening here? Not a good way to go. If you had his bars pre the battle and he still fried your ass. It's bad look, man. Bad look, man. Like imagine if Ho heard Ether before Ether <laughs> dropped. Right. <laughs> and he knew it was coming and he was prepared for it. Nah, man. You were you knew that this was coming and you still like had no real comeback for it. Still let him cook you. Not a good look, man. Tough not battle. A tough, not a good tough, look. Tough battle. Where do you think he's gonna? Where do you think Austin Theory is gonna land on on this? What's gonna take him to get him back? Because they, it seems like it. It could look like he's getting passed behind. Like there's a lot of people that it seems like they're higher on than him. Like even like NXT call ups. Like everybody around him is like they're way up for you. I don't know if if this is going to be the one yeah i think that's the other part about this that makes this unfortunate as well is that man if you look at the track record now under the triple h regime they've done a lot better with the nxt call-ups like they have the nxt call-ups have been have been doing really well like pretty deadly's doing good mm -hmm. um grayson waller is looking good Solo is in main event segments. He's yeah. he's in a major storyline. I mean, even if you look at what they're doing with Zoe, they've mm -hmm. got they cl got clear plans and directions with all these people. And right now, Theory is Not just like him. floundering, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's you would think <laughs> it's unfortunate, man, because <laughs> he really can work. I mean, the stuff coming into the coming into WWE, the 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 speaking out stuff or whatever that they discovered, I still think people have that in the back of their brain too, which is also a reason why he can't get to that next level. But he can work, and I think he's oh he's not the best promo, but he can talk. And I think that what they're trying to do with him, they just got to figure out a different route and a different way to present him because I think who they tried to make him into. Grayson Waller is just a better version of that. Yeah, I think that's the also that kind of hurt him as well is that 
you right away had two other guys that are doing the influencer bit and mm-hmm. they're doing it better than you. Logan right. Paul came in and he's doing it. Right. And now you've got Grayson Waller doing like kind of a version of it and they're both mm-hmm. doing it better than you. It's not good, man. Because it's um, like Logan Paul's is real. Like his numbers actually back it up. And Grayson Waller's just so good at being that because I think it's a little bit of his real life that it's like it's hard for austin theory to play the character when the other two guys aren't characters like that's who they really are yeah um mm, yeah that's another thing now speaking of logan paul we also got uh ricochet willing to bring the flip out of his bag again oh yeah yeah to mm-hmm. um I, I look man i've seen people talking about this i've seen people saying the flip didn't get a reaction um <laughs> I think that this is the best thing that Ricochet has done as a singles performer in a long time. And I think that, that being with Logan Paul has helped him. Um, I think his spot in in the Money in the Bank match helped him as well. But it just feels like they have a ceiling for him. And I think yeah. it's apparent to us as viewers. It's not, yes. so, it's not so much that I feel like he cannot you know, overcome their ceiling if they gave him the time and gave him like the worthwhile feuds, but it's just, you could just tell that that's you how can, they see him. <laughs> it's like, we can see the ceiling and it's like, we don't know if Ricochet is aware also, which makes it kind of weird. It's like, do you know that we can see your ceiling dog? Like, I want you to succeed so much. Like if you look at, pull up my old tweets, you can like this, you, me with Ricochet tweets. All oh, I'm saying this guy was a feature. This guy was the best. When he signs the WWE, they're not this going to be all the way up from here. But I just think that they don't think that at all. <laughs> no. That is, <laughs> man, that is a good point that uh, Logan called him a GIF wrestler. And didn't oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that didn't help either. I think, like, I think that's probably one of Ricochet's biggest issues. No, I don't care about Mike's skills. I think there's a different way to present this, to present people. But they consistently insist on Ricochet talking, and it just... Yeah. Um, I I don't mind that. See, I think the thing is, if you're going to say that, okay, well, you're, not a G- you're nothing but a GIF wrestler. All right, but... What are you then? You've come in and thrived off of moments. Like you you can't say that's about this guy. Like if you want to make him out to be the flippy dippy wrestler, no 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 no. There's a reason why he has that reputation because he mm-hmm. has had the matches with Osprey. He has the history in this industry. You don't have that. You don't have the right to tell him that because everything you've done in WWE is just you thriving off you having viral moments and you trying to yeah. go viral and mm-hmm. him going oh well, i don't need to do that of course you do that's been your whole thing so you're trying to flip that on your head on ricochet i did laugh at him like yeah i get what you're trying to do to ricochet but that's what you're doing ricochet is still cool like him doing that flip and leaving you and all is why he's still ricochet mm-hmm. and the match should be fun there it seems like they're setting it up for SummerSlam, right and people off of that what was that the royal rumble moment where they did the double springboard, people were saying that they should have a match. So for them to eventually get to the match, I think yeah, it's super I, dope. Yeah, I think we will eventually get there. Um, but I, I think actually when we even mentioned Osprey and just seeing how far Osprey has gone since that best of Remember? Yes. Just, the trajectories. Osprey has been like IWGP heavyweight champion. And yeah, Ricochet is five star match machine, like all of these like incredible fuse, like just had this 
match of the year contender with Omega had two match of the year contenders with Omega. Like, One year. Yeah, it does. It does kind of look like that. What is going on with Ricochet? Like, why? <laughs> but I know, don't. I love Ricochet. I think he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. The brother does double moonsaults. I don't know if he'll ever, he's never going to be the top guy in any promotion, right? Like if he left WWE for AEW, like he wouldn't be the top guy in AEW. I don't think he would. I think he would be a guy that can have the great matches with like the Lucha guys over there and have like the unexpected bangers with other guys over there. But I again, I think that that's what people see his ceiling as. People see his ceiling as the guy that can ha- come out and have fun matches, but they don't see him as in the same way that you see Osprey. Like Osprey right. feels like a guy that can be a top guy. He's a guy mm-hmm. that has um, moved over to heavyweight and has had success. And I don't feel like Ricochet is Ricochet just hasn't had that success yet. Success yet as a and it, it's just different. It's it's apples to oranges as well because like, it is. Osprey also has gotten the character stuff down. He's gotten the promo stuff down. He's added to his presentation for sure a lot. Yeah, he's got it. He he's he's leading a faction. He's just mm-hmm. he's just worlds ahead, man. He feels like a main event talent. Like even yeah. if he if he got to this point and didn't win the the IWGP Championship, he would still feel like it because of the presentation, the move, yeah. the how he's changed his style, how he's gotten bigger as a wrestler, how he's become the leader of a faction. How he presents himself, the matches with Omega, the twenty plus five star matches, like all of that is like this is why Osprey is who you are, who he is, and this is why Ricochet is a gift wrestler. It's all it's fine. It it, it all works out. I think it man. I hate that we're now letting people disrespect this man and call him a gift wrestler. <laughs> Don't let him do that to you, Trevor Shea. But I do think that's probably going to be a good match. I think this is a a good place for him to be in with Logan Paul. I think that, you know, he can benefit from this, but it just depends on what they do after this. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't have high hopes for it, but no, hopefully, you know, they have something else for him. And Um, hopefully they'll be careful and not recreate that damn ladder Spanish fly thing and try to kill each other because yikes. Yeah. Please be careful, people. Please be careful. Um, Let's see. We got one last one from Bizarro Big L. I feel like WWE relies too much on formulaic writing and unsatisfying swerve booking. Um, unsatisfying swerve booking. He's not there no more. Okay. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> that in the steep decline in their music. AEW isn't perfect, but they take more long-term stories, take chances on new fun stories. AEW listens and their music hits. Um, I I I think it's uh. I think it's ebbs and flows, man, because I do think there are things there that I'm just not a fan of that WWE mm-hmm. is doing. But you can't front on the fact that the fact the way people are talking about this is a new boom period is because of the bloodline stuff and the huge rating they popped this week. It is because of like the ticket sales they're doing right now for their shows. Um, they're they're up right now, man. They're 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 killing it right now. You can't, you can't deny that. Um, everything they do isn't for me. It definitely is not perfect, but man, when you compare this to where the company was two or three years ago, man, they're in a lot better space, man. Right. Yeah. No, they were on some wild stuff a couple of years ago. I thought it was over for them for good, but yeah, you can't take away from the, 
constant sellouts every week. Every week, Sean Rossap is tweeting about this being the highest grossing event they've ever had, not just of the year, like yeah. the highest grossing event in the history of the company at all these different markets. SmackDown ratings are going crazy. Raw ratings are pretty good considering where uh, everything is as streaming and everything. They're doing monster numbers, doing 3 million yeah. people on a TV show about wrestling in this day and age. It's amazing. And I think that they're going to continue. It's only going to get bigger, honestly. They're going to continue selling out these shows. They're going to continue having these monster gates. So, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're on the business side. They're doing very well. So somebody is enjoying it. And like I said, I don't enjoy everything they do. I do think that the shows can be better. Not a big fan of like some of the stuff they're doing on SmackDown. I think Raw right now is a better show because they have built around the fact that, hey, we have a world champion that guys can actually challenge. We have actual stories that are building somewhere. On SmackDown, it just feels like it's the Roman show. And when Roman's not there, it's just like, oh, here's a handful of things that you might be interested in. Hey, throw Jey Uso out there. Get get them more <laughs> interested in the Bloodline stuff. But it's like, man, it's bloodline or bust on Fridays, and that could be very hit or miss for people. Um, I think LA Night is bubbling, but man, it just feels like they gotta they gotta get some more of the stuff going. They gotta get the women's stuff really hitting as well on SmackDown. But again, I'm just a guy with a microphone in front of my face with an opinion. <laughs> there are there are other people that are loving this, um, and they're yeah. loving everything they do. I don't speak for everybody. A lot of people think they should get that Emmy, and they do think that Michael Cole was right. So congrats to them. Yeah, I don't love everything that they're doing, but there's a lot of fun things that I think they're doing, and I think that this yeah. is the most exciting time that they've had in a long time. They, they're leaving cliffhangers for the show. They're actually getting people excited about their future shows, and I just can't be mad at them for that. Yeah, I mean, look, man, like I said, I think it's we're at a point where there's something for everybody. I think Pizarro uh, Big L's point is is fair in that you know he he picked out the things that he does enjoy about AEW but the things that he doesn't enjoy about WWE and you talk to somebody else it might be different um and that's what that's what's great about wrestling right now there is something for everybody there is enough wrestling to go around you can if you're not enjoying WWE you got AEW if you're not enjoying that you can go and watch New Japan there's Impact there's so many things for you to watch you don't have to just complain about what you don't like Triple mm -hmm. A, Triple Manias tonight. Uh, we got Slammiversary tonight. We got hella independent wrestling every single night. You could have Fight Plus. You could have uh, High Spots. You could have IWTV. Um, there's Japan. There's Japanese women's wrestling. New Japan, All Japan, uh, Noah. Uh, they just announced a big Noah match of uh, Marafuji. He's going to take on Will Ospreay <sighs> in September, I think. That Sheesh. match is going to be insane. Um, so many places are doing amazing things. The 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 uh, roster they keep announcing for the uh, uh, the juniors show that they're having August in Philadelphia is dope. Nick Wayne's going to be a part of that. Um, it's just honestly too much wrestling. That's, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, man, it's hard to keep up. Uh, speaking of, that is our last humper chat. Speaking of get into some of this wrestling tonight because mm -hmm. we do have two big things going on tonight. We have the Orin Hart Cup finals going on, but yep. also have Slammiversary coming on mm -hmm. tonight. Um, man, say what you want about Impact. Impact is one of those companies that we said many times on this show that I don't care what you do, you cannot get rid of this company. They will not go away. 
Yeah. Um, still having success. Um, 21 years. This is 21, the Slammiversary of 21 years. And as somebody who has watched Impact since the beginning, I was around for the days of, if you didn't know, if you're new to Impact Wrestling, the way that they started was as a weekly pay-per-view show. Every Wednesday, it would cost $10 and you would pay to watch it live from Nashville. It started out as that model. So a lot of those shows in the beginning, I didn't watch because I'm not giving y'all $10 every month, every week. What the hell do you think this is? I'm glad that we got again back to where we are with $9.99 a month. So it started there for them to go from there. Legit every single year that Impact has existed people have been like, you're not going to exist next year. From the beginning, they were like, there's no way you're going to, Jeff Jarrett and his dad are starting a company. Nobody's going to watch that. And then that was as it was happening, everybody's like, you guys don't have enough money to sustain, sustain this. And then they would get sold to somebody else. You don't have enough money to sustain this. Get sold to somebody else. And it was just here on and here on. They went through a phase where they tried to compete with WWE on Monday nights, which was just disaster the dumbest idea they could ever think of hogan and eric bischoff came and thought that was the way to save impact things were going bad right there they went through a really bad phase but i think beyond that when they got rid of hogan and bischoff they really have for many years locked in if you go through the last from probably 2012 to now there's so many hidden gems in there they have great matches great storylines they've killed off a bunch of their wrestlers as the only wrestling company that when when a wrestler leaves their company they kill their their character on tv it's great um but yeah the, uh, for them to get to 21 years against all odds one of their shows shout out to impact wrestling for them to get here against all odds is amazing man 21 years and they have a super fire show tonight bunch of the homies are on the show kevin knight's on the show leo rush is on the show chris bay's on the show like there's a bunch of uh great talented wrestlers here and i think that where they landed at currently having alex shelley as the impact world champion is pretty great like this is one of the best times in ring and with the talented roster that they had that they've had in a long time yeah um watching that uh that clip they showed to promote uh, Slammiversary was mm-hmm. just like all the events leading up to this and just all of the history behind this event. It was like, man, like that impact has been around for a long time, man. It 21 was, years, man. It they is can crazy. drink now. It is crazy to just see that and just like, just see all of the people that have had success and they went on to do other things. All the people that have been able to come back and contribute to this company, man, it is cool to see, man. Um, but let's get into this card. So, yep. Um, on the pre-show, we got uh, uh, Kenny King. I just saw, I uh, can't remember who it was. Somebody just tweeted that he is one of the most underrated wrestlers. Facts. Cannot agree with that anymore, mm-hmm. man. Kenny King is very underrated. Kenny King can still go, and he still needs to be featured as a main event player. Yeah, uh, but Kenny King will be challenging for the Impact Digital Media Championship. He will be going against Joe Hendrick. <laughs> <laughs> I like there's a I'm building up my list of guys you didn't think that Righteous Reg would like. Grayson Waller is at the top of that list 100 percent. But Joe Hendry is on that list, too. Like, I don't know what it is about Joe Hendry. He's He's funny, man. Incredibly funny guy. Really great promo. (laughs) And he could go in the ring. He has it all, honestly. Very funny, man. He's one of those guys. um, It was very funny. Um, hearing Cody a few weeks ago um, mentioning what culture wrestling 
in a WWE mm-hmm. press conference. Like, yeah, what? And Pretty wild. In 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 a uh, O2 arena in London. But yeah, uh, Joe Hendry was another one of those guys that was from What Culture Pro Wrestling. Um, that is that is the first place I saw Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time I think of him, I think of like those like singing promos and like what he's doing now in Impact is so funny. He's yeah. a perfect guy to have that digital championship because again, What Culture was one of the first of its kind with internet wrestling. Right, just makes perfect sense for him to be like the internet wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what I think on that match. I kind of think Joe's going to retain. Um, yeah, I would think Joe Hendry's going to retain with the trajectory that he's been and how they've been building him up, especially with that championship. Yeah. Uh, then we've got a six-person match. We've got Jody Threat and the Death Dolls versus the Chantourage. Uh Giselle Shaw is great. Uh, yeah. Of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And Jay, Jay Vidal, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that should be a fun pre-show match. But mm-hmm. getting into the main card, we've got the Ultimate X match, um, which looks like it's going to be fire. We've got Jonathan Gresham versus Speedball Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight, uh, Alan Angels, and Kushida. What a lineup. I like everybody in this match. This is a great match. Uh, Gresham's there, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Kevin Knight on this trajectory, the way that he's been the last couple of months, the way that he's been coming out of Best of Super Juniors, the match that he had, I think it might have been this week with Mike Bailey on the Impact Show is crazy. And Speedball's in this match, too. He's insane. Kushida's there, too. This match is going to be very nuts. Winning this, ah, it's tough. I can see Speedball maybe pulling it out, getting back into contention for the X Division Championship. But uh, also Kevin Knight, man, I don't know. The way that he's been the last couple weeks, I can see him winning too. Um, Shout out to Jet. I kind of feel like a heel is going to win this match because you've got two guys in the in the X Division Championship match that are kind of baby faces. True. Um, so I, I kind of think Alan Angels is going to win. Um, and they've oh, wow. been really building up like him coming back with like uh, a point to prove in these like promos and like the vignette they just showed. I kind of think all Alan Angels going to win. Shout out to Double A, man. He's been working since he, uh, really since entering into Impact and he was working with uh, Violence by Design. They kicked him out. Now he's on his own. I think the way that he's been uh, excelling after kind of what happened in AEW has been great. Yeah. Um, Next up, we have the knockouts tag match with the coven of Taylor Taylor Wilde and Kylan King versus Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. Uh, yeah, I did not expect this this duo <laughs> of Masha and Killer Kelly. Um, yeah. Of course, this is coming out of their dog collar match and their feud that they had before this. They've now decided to team up. Um, Yo, these promos and vignettes and all the things that they've been doing these last couple of weeks. Whoo, brother. They've, it's hot they've in been, here. <laughs> they've been fire, man. They're doing all the real suggestive stuff, like leaning into mm-hmm. each other, getting really close, pulling each other close with the chains. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm into it. Um, yes. I, I think that they make a lot of sense as a tag team to build around going forward. Um, Them as the, the, the knockout tag team champions, is that's the idea right there. That's it. Nobody can beat them. Yeah, and it feels like Masha is like, Man, she's overdue for that title win there. I thought for the yeah. longest she was going to beat Jordan, and it never happened. Same here. Uh, so I feel like this is the best way to get some gold around her waist and then build her back up to possibly having another singles run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to win. Um, and I think you, you, can also, you can also do things with Kylan King after this and move her on and do some single stuff with her too. Yeah, but I think this is going to be a fun match. This is going to be really fun. And I just moving forward, Masha and Killer Kelly as a tag team, I think is awesome. I think they are the future 
of this division, and both of them will be the singles knockout champion before they they leave this company. Yep. Um, you also got Eddie Edwards versus Frankie Kazarian. This is coming out of uh, one of those can they coexist tag matches. <laughs> um, of course, we found that, that they could not coexist. Nope. And we have been building a few <laughs> since then. Um, yeah, this should be good. Uh, these are two, like, standouts from impact both have history with this company um eddie edwards always finds a way to give us a good match even if you're like man eddie edwards man. but he still finds a way to give us a banger so mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be good yeah there's a couple of things on this uh this card that are telling the story of the history like starting out with the next division uh ultimate x match i think is the way that you got to go and a match like this frankie kazarian has been around impact since the beginning one of the original ogs of impact and eddie edwards has been like the lifeblood of the second half of the impacts life. So mm-hmm. for them to kind of stare off here, it's, it tells a big story. Yep. Then we have a stacked uh, tag team match for the impact world tag team championships. You got the champions, ABC going against Brian, Brian Myers, Moose mm-hmm. uh, versus Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan versus subculture. Um, Pretty hot. This is going to be hot. Big fan mm-hmm. of ABC, man. Austin, yeah. Austin and uh, Chris Bay are great together. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that Rich Wine and Sammy are just, they just somehow work. I don't know yeah. why it works. It just worked. Yeah, um, the story that they've been telling for so many years on how, like, Sammy was a mentor of Rich Wine, them going through CZW together, them, them kind of taking, him taking Rich Wine under this ring when Rich Wine was going through some shit, and them to always, like, they, they'll feud, but in the end, they always come together because they have this tight bond of friendship. That's going to be a really good match. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. I'm not sure where they're going with it. I can mm. see ABC retaining. Yeah, but I can also see them putting the belts on the new guys in subculture because they've got, you know, two guys coming in to have um, have one elsewhere. They've, they've won at a big level with uh, NXT UK. They've and those two guys are really good. M- yes, Morgan Webster po- posted a picture of his transformation, and he looks jacked. I'm like, yo, yeah. they, they might be able to win it. Yeah, they, I could see them winning it tonight. But, uh, you mm. know, it could go either way. Uh, got a banger. I think this match is going to be fire. Uh, Chris Saban versus Leo Rush for oh. the X Division Championship. Um, wow. I think when you talk about impact, like the X Division and the Knockout Division is usually the thing to come for because that has been like the highlight of this company for the last few years. And yep. I mean, I think that they've stumbled onto things with this X Division, man. Chris Saban is one of those guys that has been around for the longest, multiple-time X Division champion. And Leo Rush is Leo Rush, man. This is mm-hmm. going to be fire. Can't wait for this. Yeah, I think that um, when I told the story a little bit earlier about how people have wanted impact, the downfall, some of the down years, there's never been once where the the X Division hasn't hit, like, even if Impact is having a not-so-great yeah. show, the knockouts in the X Division are always going to come through. And uh, Chris Saban has represented this X Division for so long. Like, if they made a Mount Rushmore of X Division guys, Chris Saban's the first name you carve on there. Like, he's been that guy to represent that. But, Phil, how amazing has Leo Rush been recently in his last couple runs the being in the best of super juniors the things that he's been doing in so many companies he's been this is like one of the best we've ever seen him look and i think he might be winning the x division championship tonight 
I could definitely see him winning tonight. Um, big fan of his entrance and his presentation now. Mm-hmm. Um, had that great one in Super Juniors. Um, Shiesty mask, very popular around these parts, huh? Very popular. A lot of people mm-hmm. are popping up with the Shiesties, man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think this match is going to be fire. Um, mm-hmm. Would not be mad either way. Wouldn't be mad if Chris, Chris Saban retained, but I kind of would like to see Leo win as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chris Saban's like a 19-time impact uh, X Division chef. It'll be fine if he loses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got kind of the plunder match. Um, I don't know what to make of this matchup, but we've got Bully Ray and Cody Diener versus Scott Demore and a mystery opponent. Uh, so... There's a lot going into this. This initially was supposed to be Bully Ray and Scott Macklin, but Scott Macklin got injured because this Steve all, Macklin. Sorry, Steve Macklin. Yeah. I'm mixing it up. Scott Demore. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Too many <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve Macklin was in this match initially because uh, he and Bully Ray, of course, attacked Scott Demore. Yeah. But put him through a flaming table, didn't they? <laughs> All the build up to this has been wild. I don't know what we're doing. It's so wild. It's been so wild, bro. Um, I'm like, why is Scott Demore in like the hottest angle of the show, and why are they putting him through a flaming table? And every time they've had a new angle, I'm like, well, okay, okay, that's that's something. Yeah, I don't know what to make of all of this. But so we've also introduced Cody Diener into this. Of course, Cody Diener was is a part of Violent by Design, which he took over after. Eric Young mm-hmm. went away. We all assumed Eric Young was going to go back to WWE. That has not manifested in anything. We haven't seen this guy on TV. They had made teases to restarting Sanity on TV with Nikki Cross. Never really went anywhere. Haven't uh, seen him. So now we're now getting these cryptic phone calls between Scott Demore and a mystery opponent where he says PCO is dead. But are you still dead? Of course, mm-hmm. that is a reference to Eric Young was killed off. And I have to assume, <laughs> I have to assume Eric Young is going to be the mystery partner here. It makes too much sense because he's going against yeah. his his old protege and Scott and uh and uh Diener. This is kind of one of those. Yeah. Sometimes in wrestling, you have like you stumble into something that like it's unfortunate how we got here. Like yeah. it's unfortunate that Steve Macklin got injured and he's not going to be in the match. But like this is like a circumstance that's like actually going to work and actually does work in the story because Cody Diener and telling the story of Eric Young. Eric Young is impact. No matter how many times he's left, even when he was going to be in WWE, he's still so impact. He is TNA. He is Team Canada. He represents this brand like no other. So it's going to make a lot of sense if it is him, which I'm thinking that it is kind of with everything's going on. Yeah, I mean, it's Slammiversary. It's one of the biggest shows of the year. Right. Um, it makes too much sense for him to come back and be a part of this. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be Eric Young that's going to yeah. be a mystery partner here. Um, did you see uh, this week when they shared that uh, clip from Eric Young and ODB's uh, wedding? No, I didn't see it. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that wedding stuff mm-hmm. and just how weird it was. Impact has run some. Really it's been a lot. They've been through a lot, man. They've been through a lot. It's been a long twenty-one years. A really long twenty-one years. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure what to make of this matchup, but again, I do think Eric Young will be the mystery opponent, and probably I'm gonna assume that he and Scott are gonna win this match. Um, yeah, I, I have to assume that. You know, <laughs> Scott Demore being in this match is crazy. <laughs> Wild times. I don't know what we're doing, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, right. I just saw someone say 
isn't he still on a WWE? Well, it was never confirmed that he was signed with WWE. Mm-hmm. That was the assumption we all made that he was going to go back. We, of course, got the reports that he was going to go back and sign because um, this was at the beginning of the Triple H regime. Right. Um, I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure if uh, the plan to go there fell through. I'm not sure if he officially signed. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still waiting on whatever the report. I have to assume we're going to hear something this week if he does show up on Impact. Right. Uh, uh, then we've got Alex Shelley versus Nick Aldis for the Impact World Championship. Um, as you said, Alex Shelley got the surprise win earlier this year over Steve Macklin. Mm-hmm. And Nick Aldis has been saying he's gunning for that championship since he got there. Um, it's kind of one of those things where people did not expect Alex Shelley to be champion. People kind of expected all this to be challenging Macklin. Yep. And so people automatically assumed all this would be champion soon. But now mm-hmm. this is kind of up in the air. We just started this Alex Shelley reign. Um, I don't know if you would end it this soon. I don't know what this means. This is another impact telling some really great stories in this, this pay-per-view, which I like. This is another kind of long history uh, feud uh entwined in here alex shelley has been a part of impact wrestling for a really long time and i think nick aldis um he kind of represents this brand a lot like when he had his run a couple of years ago he was very strong he was one of the strongest uh impact wrestling wrestlers that they had impact wrestling world champ and i think that the thing that he done uh out of here as the the nwa champion the 21 pounds of gold or whatever the the, the thing that he was running on has kind of set him up, set him up to get back to this place. But yeah, I kind of feel the same way that you do. Like the trajectory of what Nick Aldis has been feels like he should win, but we just started with Alex Shelley and the story that they're telling the kind of uh, the, 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 the story, the history behind this of Alex Shelley being here for so long and the exciting surprise win. like maybe we want to continue it. I think we could tell a lot more and Aldis um, one we don't know if he's around for a long time. Like I, I know there's been some talk of maybe he didn't sign that long of a contract here because I'm really surprised that he didn't get signed somewhere else. First mm-hmm. of all, and second of all, I think that uh, beyond that, he can he's always going to be a contender and he could be built right back up to winning the championship if they wanted to do it at say Bound for Glory in October. Yeah, I mean, I think Nick Aldis is one of those guys. He just works best as a heel. He does. And I, th- I think that coming out of this, I think this is a good way to like him, have him just lean completely into being a heel mm-hmm. and being the guy to chase uh, Alex Shelley, even if he loses tonight. Um, I, I mean, you've been trying to tell this story with Alex Shelley for a while of him finally winning the big one. I can't see him finally winning the big one and then making That's it to pay per view and losing right away. <laughs> I think <laughs> Alex Shelley is probably going to retain and then. You're going to have Nick Aldis chase him after this. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's the way to go. You don't want to tell that story and then give it up. And Well, the story's done because that it'd be really crazy following up Macklin, which we thought, like you said, we thought that, that, was, that he was going to have a run and we thought that he was going to do something. So to kind of have two transitional champions in a row would be an interesting choice. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how, how much longer we, we've got waiting for Alexander to come back as well. Um, he oh, never yeah, lost forgot, that battle. I forgot about Josh Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it is a good thing for that world title scene right now because I think that that has been one of the knocks against the company for a while that the world title scene has been kind of bland. And That's I think this does feel like now you've got a few uh, plates in the air. You've got a few things spinning. So, it's a good thing. I, I think that they're in a good place. 
Did we miss the knockouts match? Uh, that was the last match I was going to go into. Oh, okay. The report is that the women are going to main event this show. And that really? Is, that oh, is okay. That, I didn't know that. That is the report going around. I don't know if that's just a rumor, but mm -hmm. it would make sense just based off of um, uh, the viewership that Trinity has managed to bring in, just the popularity from her. But um, we do have Deanna Parazzo will be defending her Impact, Impact uh, World Championship against uh, Trinity. I feel like Trinity's got to win here, man. Right, right. Can she not? Like, how how would she not win this match? Like, like yeah. this is. Yeah, I feel like Trinity's got to win here. This is all when Trinity win and written all over it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I just just small things like uh, the fact that Jimmy is now written off TV with this injury from last week. Pretty sure he's probably, the fact that her best friend's gonna happen to be. Yeah, that's there. also that's the report that Mercedes will be there tonight. I think that her friend group is gonna be there because she's gonna win. Um, it, it just seems like it's been building that way since she joined the company. Um, she where's been, the show at tonight, Dino? Is it it in Windsor? Is it is Windsor? it in Canada? Yeah, in mm. Canada. I think they um, have a pretty strong base out there in Canada, so that makes sense. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I, I think that this is leading to Trinity winning. Uh, Deanna has been incredible. Every time they've asked her to either put somebody over or be champion, she's been a great champion, but I think Trinity's going to win. Uh, I think Yo, I hadn't, big... I hadn't heard about this being the main event. That's a big deal if it is. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, if I saw correctly, this is supposedly the first women's match to ever main event Slammiversary. Um, so that's a historic moment. I mean, wow. if true, um, I, then I think they should give the women a main event. Man. They should. I, I think that that would be a good moment for both Deanna and Trinity. I think Trinity deserves this big moment, man. Uh, Deanna definitely deserves it as much as she's done for the company since she signed there. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a good card, man. This should be a fun show. If you are looking for an alternative or something else to watch, can't go wrong here. Impact pay-per-views are usually good. Even yeah. If you, even if you're not a big fan of their weekly programming, I think their pay-per-views usually de deliver. So I think this is going to be a good show. They'll be hit. They've been hidden for a long time. And if we end this show with Trinity holding up the championship, uh, the first ever knockouts main event, a Slammiversary, a black woman holding up the Impact World Championship, we lit, and that's going to go a little bit into the uh, this next super chat because of the main event of Rampage last night. If we have that main event, and then tonight, uh, it'll be a big deal. But uh, Twisted Face Studio says join late and probably miss the discussion. But I want to say, having a having been a wrestling fan for over four decades, Willow and Athena made history last night, and it was beautiful to see. Much love to y'all. Yeah. So if you follow up that great. Black women's main event, Willow and Athena on Rampage, with having Trinity win in the main event, we on fire. Yeah, love to see it. And that's a good way to segue into our last topic because tonight is the Owen Hart Cup finals. Um, we are, it seems like we got here really fast. It seemed like the Owen <laughs> kind of flew by this year. It's but, been going pretty quickly. <laughs> but I mean, I think it was a good idea to, to have it on Collision and make and make that a selling point for Collision. And, you know, not have it bogged down too much of your your main um, stuff on Wednesdays. I mean, you have had, had the only matches on Wednesday, but it's really been a fixture on Saturday. And I think that that was mm -hmm. a good way to go. Uh, so we have Ricky Starks going against CM Punk, fresh off his win. First win over Samoa Joe. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what I Ricky think. Ricky Starks and CM Punk? Phil, what the? That's crazy. I'm not sure what to think of this. I think CM Punk is going to lose, personally. I think Ricky is going to win the whole thing. Um, and just the telltale sign for me is just how much Punk has put been putting over, how much, you know, he thinks this cup wins. And, like, after he won last week, he went for the handshake, and Joe was like, fuck out of here. Try to choke this man out. Um, I think somebody's going to interfere in this match. Um Probably I kind of, I kind of don't want someone to interfere in the match. I would just like Ricky to beat him clean, but I kind of feel like we're gonna get interference. I could uh, see Jay White coming out, and it's being a swerve of week because he's been in the feud with Ricky Starks, but then screwing over CM Punk, and then that sets over CM Punk. How many matches has CM Punk lost in AEW? Is mm, not that many, huh? Like this is a that sounds like this is a big, this is a big deal right here. If like. Not only Ricky Starks wins the Owen Hart Cup, which I think is a giant thing, but getting a win over CM Punk on what people deem as the CM His Punk show, show is like, yeah. <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah, I think it's too, because he, he lost to Max, of course, and then he lost to Mox yeah. uh, when he came back. So I right. think it's two. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't lose the belt. So, yeah. yeah but, it's going to yeah, be a big I, deal for Ricky Starks. Yeah, but I, I do think that... Uh, that's where we're going. I think Ricky's winning the whole thing. I think the story they've been telling of Ricky coming back and beating the guys that he had lingering stuff with, beating mm-hmm. beating Jay and the, sorry, not Jay, <laughs> just used to putting these together these guys together a package deal, beating Juice <laughs> in the first round, um, and then going going Be to Hobbs. Beat, beating Hobbs in the second mm-hmm. round. I think that I think he's gonna win here, man. I think uh, I, and I really like the idea that they've done with this this Owen this year of going back to the old storylines and rebuilding it. I think they've done yeah. a great job with that on the women's side as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, telling the story of Ruby coming back for vengeance after she lost last year, having to face her finals opponent in the first round and beating her right away, cutting that fire promo this week, man. Yep. Listen, Ruby's winning, man. I'm all behind the pride of the Midwest. She's bringing that Owen. You don't think Willow, Willow got this one? Willow's on her way. Willow's on her way. I like Willow a lot. You know that. Big fan of Willow. I think she killed it last night with Athena. Um, very glad that she is back healthy as well. Because there was like the uh, oh, yeah, story yeah. that she needed to get needed to get clear because this was supposed to take place on Collision last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Ruby's winning. I think the whole story that they've been telling with the Outcasts is that ever since they beat Jamie, they've been kind of running rough shot since Jamie's been away. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony's got the belt. And now I think Ruby, with the help of the Outcast, is going to win the Women's Only Hard Cup. I could see it, and it it adds a little extra thing to the Outcast, um, gives them a little bit more clout to throw around their stuff. So yeah, I could see it, and and her kind of finishing the story, as they say, is the way that Ruby could uh, really get a big win off of this. I think on both sides, um, the women's and the men, both of them need a big win ruby and ricky starks yeah. need that big end of the tunnel end of the story finishing kind of win so they should probably both be the winners tonight yeah and, and i feel like the way that they booked the the willow and athena stuff it, it feels pretty clear that willow's probably going to be athena's po- opponent for death before dishonor yeah um it, they they <laughs> they did the segment last night uh mm-hmm. that was a web exclusive of uh willow holding the belt and saying hey man i'm going for this next i thought <laughs> I thought Athena getting knocked out and then getting dragged off stage like uh, <laughs> like like James Brown was hilarious. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that's where we're going with this. I think I think Ruby's gonna go on to win this tournament. Um, even if you just look at the the trajectory and the people that she beat, like I said, it all feels like you know, coming back to collect wins. Like man, mm-hmm. you beat Britain the first round. You beat Sky Blue, who everybody has been hyping up at, since she beat you in Chicago in a tag match. Now you're probably gonna beat Willow, who you've now you've had like this frenemy thing with since you guys had a tag tag team. Yeah. Good stuff, man. And great again, great match last night with Willow and Athena, the main event at Rampage. If you haven't seen that, definitely go and watch that. There's some great uh they're just talented women. We know that about the basic match they had earlier this year in Ring of Honor. And for them to uh be kind of continuing in it, it feels like they're gonna be t- facing off at Death Before Dishonor uh next week. Uh this is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, we'll also have the two out of three falls match tonight for the AEW World Tag Team Champions with FDR mm-hmm. facing Juice and Jay. Um, I've also seen people saying they wouldn't mind if Juice and Jay wins tonight. It just feels <laughs> like people are ready to get these belts off. Everybody, they're trying to have everybody beat FDR, man. Um, but yeah, I think FDR is going to retain tonight. Right. I, their match was so good last week. I'm it's curious crazy. to see how this is going to go with more time and a stipulation. Um, and they've been trying to, you know that FDR should win just because of their them telling the story two out of three falls match the briscoes thing of and yeah. and you you can't see them getting beat two weeks in a row supposed to be your premier tag team and they just need to start racking up some wins and start defending these championships more and start building up some more wrestlers but uh, if they do anything close to what they did next last week we're about to see another classic yeah very much excited for that we also have a uh, battle of the belts after that um Mm-hmm. they haven't really done mm-hmm. much to build up that card we've got Taya versus Tony on that card we've got Luchasaurus versus uh, I think I'm about Christian to watch Cage. Sean Spears <laughs> good luck brother I, I totally forgot you've got Sean Spears on this card uh, mm, Luchasaurus versus Sean Spears on this card uh, that's a third match what am I missing uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Lance Archer yeah um, yeah always happy to see them use lance archer again because every time we see this guy in new japan it's kind of like man where is this guy in u.s why aren't they using him mm-hmm. um yeah not can't say that i'm super excited about this battle of the belt card. Mm. Uh, they but, definitely have gotten their money's worth with taya like they've you've seen that she's a contender and she could be thrown like look how many title matches she's gotten already like she <laughs> just well, Taya's a contender have her fight what'd you think of her their promo last night where they kind of did the duck season rabbit season duck season <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I like. I'm interested. I think the match is going to be great. You know, Tony's a uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and and Taya is uh, you know a veteran that can uh, totally go. But this card, man, it's not really. Uh, yeah, speaking not of everything bad. else that we talked about uh, today and everything else that's going on tonight, uh, you're not Battle of Belt ain't winning my viewership over what's going on. You know. Yeah, it's definitely low on the totem pole when I consider all other things that are happening tonight. Uh, but man, I know people were down on this act at first. I think outside outsiders, outcasts are they're doing great, man. They are. I think I think they've they found the right medium between letting Tony and Ruby do the talking and having Soraya just be like the mean like instigator behind them that has matches mm-hmm. every now and then. I think it works for them, and I think that's the best way to go. Um, I'm glad they've ditched doing this, the spray paint thing so much. I think that that was. That was hindering them. 
Um, I think yeah, the fact them, that, re- them rehashing that same angle. Remember they did that same angle for like eight weeks straight. It felt yeah, like I, <laughs> that I'm, wasn't I'm, good. <laughs> I'm glad they stopped doing that. But I think now that we've just gotten to those those two cutting good promos, doing good heel character stuff and mm-hmm. winning matches, I think we're cooking, man. And now, could it be better? Absolutely. But this is worlds better than where it was when yeah. it started, man. Outcast stuff is 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 much much better. I'm even the, the the theme is growing on me, man. When it comes, mm-hmm. they come out. I'm like, hey, this is kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I and I think this made sense to get away from um, having Ruby come out to Ruby Soho because, of course, people want to sing along and cheer. So, um, yeah, I'm into it. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, it sucks that it feels like we're not going to get the women's blood and guts match this year because uh, yeah, they it they were spending so much time building up side for this, but. It seems very much like they had injuries on both sides, not having yeah. Jamie hurt him. Um, and just some of the stuff is just unfortunate. But um, hopefully, you know, they have some matchups and they're ready for all that. I'm very curious to see what is going to be the women's match for all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jamie, I, I don't know if Jamie is going to be back by then. If she's not back by then, like uh, what, that potentially could have got the biggest pop of the night. That's going to be really un fortunate man but it's like these things are coming up so quickly feel like that shit is next month that's it's coming it's almost here <laughs> yeah that's why i'm like man I, I hope she's ready in time but yeah i don't know i don't know what they do by then um but you've got options i mean right now it feels like you could easily put the belt on willow uh, um next week and move athena back up to the main roster yeah you'd have athena as somebody that can challenge for that belt um you've got options so mm-hmm. i don't know I mean, and then you got another belt too. You still got stat. Like, what are they going to do with stat? Like, yeah, they're, 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 I think there's a lot of things that you could do. But yeah, let's just start building up some women. Maybe we have a couple of contenders going into that uh, that final match. You know? Yeah, I, I also think that the thing with the women, like when we talked about the Derby stuff and we talk about the elite stuff and how they've managed to bring things from indie promotions and build yeah. them into AEW storylines. We need to see more of that with the women, man. You need to see yep. more long-term things. Because we do have people from, you know, that have wrestled together with Shim- Shimmer. People that have mm-hmm. wrestled together other places. And we got a little bit of it with, with Jamie and Tony, but I just think we need to see more of it. We do. Yeah, I mean, when you got places like Mission Pro and and, and, and people just kind of like yeah. doing things consistently on every weekend, we definitely could be telling more stories. We still... I don't want to be talking about this forever with AEW. We still need more women's segments. We need more women's matches. We need more of this. Thought that expanding the shows, getting more TV, getting more pay-per-views is going to be the way. So, like, just start executing it. It's not, it's not really that hard, man. Yeah, I mean, baby steps. I do think allowing Ruby to talk more on TV is a step in the right direction as well because I thought mm-hmm. the promo she cut in ring was good as well as the one that she cut this week for youtube but again you've mm-hmm. got to give the women the reps in ring and let them talk more in front of a crowd that's it uh yeah we got a couple of more super chats before we slide on out of here uh, jake salazar says man wwe is unwatchable to me like the whole company trash wow. to me just awful content I mean, jake salazar said that <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know that's how you feel that's how you feel <laughs> he also says the guns on that list yet reg what list are we, were we talking about lists earlier or something the list about? of things people you you said wrestlers you people wouldn't expect you to like oh yeah yeah no not yet not yet 
Dallas is fire, man. I like the guys, man. Not yet, not yet. Jake also says, if Punk turns full heel, I fully believe FTR turning heel too. They too happy to have him back just to stop hanging out with him. <laughs> I sure. agree. Yeah. For sure. If, if Punk turns full heel, they're definitely turning heel with him. Mm-hmm. And then our last super chat is from Anime Otaku number two. Maybe Athena loves death, uh, loses that death for dishonor and returns to AEW as the newest member of the Outcast, while Willow mostly stays in ROH as champ to pounce everybody. I wouldn't be mad at it, man. I think, uh, I think you could easily move over to Willow. There's history there with Willow uh, being one of the ROH women. Yep. that was a part of uh, a part of the division before Tony bought it. Um, and then, like I said, you've got this trilogy of matches building with Athena. I would be for it. Yeah, it's a definitely way to go. Um, but also, at, at the same time, I could see Athena staying for a little bit longer and continuing out with that championship reign because the things that she's been doing as the MVP and kind of the stalwart running that division over there in Ring of Honor, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I don't want to see it stop. But we got to stop at some place. I don't want to be a hypocrite to what I said earlier. Some <laughs> people have to lose sometimes. <laughs> it's all about wins and losses. And you could take one. I mean, she took one last night, so. Yeah. I, I love her uh, afterwards immediately looking around and going, I hate Canada. Athena's <laughs> 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 amazing, man. She is, she is doing, great. She's doing some of the best work of her career. <laughs> Again, if you haven't seen the interview that Phil and I conducted with her, definitely check that out on the Fightful YouTube page and the Fightful uh, Podcast Networks because we had a ton of fun talking to her. That's it. That's been Grapsy. Nope, we got another one. Uh, Jake also says, also, where's that guy Nelson at? He talked a big game last week. He's trying to still beef with Nelson Muntz. Keep that over there, Jake. You yeah. psycho. You guys over here trying to start uh, beef in our chats, bro. <laughs> Wildin'. What are y'all going to do if we, we do a meet and greet? Y'all going to show up... Uh... <laughs> y'all gonna show up ready to uh, do y'all like dance battle like beat it, man? Like, what's, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't beefing at the meet and greet, guys. No beefing at the meet and greets. Yeah, man. But, man, that's all we've got for you, man. We have been talking wrestling for three hours with you guys. I appreciate you guys as always, man. Appreciate the chat coming through. Appreciate everybody that either donated Super Chats or Humper Chats, man. Y'all are dope. Amazing. Thanks always for sticking around. Thanks for supporting uh, we got Ask Rhapsody next week. Uh, we're back next Saturday with, I guess, maybe or something. I don't know. Uh, we got stuff going yeah, on. All the, oh, we do have a guest. Who, do, do you know? Yeah, big homie Rich Lotta will be coming through. Oh! So, man, looking forward to that. Rich is, uh, of course, a friend of the show. Um, mm-hmm. Guy that I think is dope, makes dope music. Um, great knowledge of wrestling. I'm stoked. Very jealous that he he got to interview Kenny Omega. Um <laughs> So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's going to be dope next week. Shout out to Rich, also part of the AEW Fight Forever uh, music list. Uh, We had a lot of fun, of course, making that. So we're going to get into that next week. We'll see you guys next week also. It's been Grapsity, Philip Lindsay, Rich Rich. We are out. Mm -hmm.